from the KISS 92.5 studios in Toronto, Canada. This is Roz yes. and Mocha. It's Roz and Mocha. What's going on? Hey guys, this is Bruno Mars. This is Selena Gomez. The Chainsmokers. Lady Gaga. Calvin Harris. Celestia Carr. You're listening to my boys Roz and Mocha. Roz and Mocha. My boys Roz and Mocha. The Roz and Mocha Show. Uh, between Roz and Mocha, who is your favorite? Roz. Mocha. Roz. Roz. I Mocha. You guys are so funny, man. Congratulations, Lisa! Wow! You just won $1,000. That is amazing. Y'all just made my entire morning. Keep it up. You guys are awesome, man. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Here, I want to get into this uh, post because it's for for me, it's fascinating. And I know that you still have boxes of wrestling dolls in your mom's basement. Hey, they're action Sorry. figures. <laughs> uh, the post was from uh, uh, the husband of an interior designer. Okay. And the husband has said that his wife has boxes and boxes and boxes still of magazines that they haven't opened since their last move. Mm. But the kicker here is that they've been in this house for 18 years. Do you have yes. stuff still in boxes that you not? It's not about refusing to even throw out. Mm-hmm. It's almost refusing to even acknowledge like a collection or something you just can't part with. You don't need to look at it. Yeah. It doesn't need to be on display. Right. But for God's sakes, don't ever even have a conversation with me about getting rid of it. Let's both agree right now. Those things are going to live there in those boxes forever. Neither of us are going to deal with it simply because I cannot let them go. I have much like this designer. Yeah. Boxes and boxes of? and boxes of magazines which kind so like maxim old maxim magazine you are a married father living in the suburbs and yeah. you refuse to get rid of your old classic <laughs> maxim magazines no, like these just so happen to be in this box i'll run down the list of the various magazines this is gonna sound so bad now okay okay yeah but there's maxim yeah there's stuff uh-huh. magazine yeah there's fhm oh yeah right yeah, but yeah, then yeah, yeah. There are more of these other magazines that outnumber the Maxim, FHM, and stuff. I have Rolling Stone magazines. I have the Source magazine, like all these other hip-hop magazines. why don't you just tell Jenna right now to just go and get those boxes and put them on the curb to not even worry about it? Because they're so heavy. Oh, really? Yeah. Is that why? They're oh, so oh, because heavy. it's so heavy. Okay, so I guess that's the question uh, based on this is that what do you have in your life, even in boxes, not even not on display, it doesn't have to be a collection you're proud of, but what are the things that you just can't get rid of? At 925-555 to text or 416-870-8888 to call. Hi, Sarah, what's going on? Oh, hi, how are you? Good. Good. What's, what? that, what's that one thing that you just won't get rid of? <laughs> um, I have a collection of Eminem stuff that I've had for years. Like Eminem is in the wrapper or Eminem is in the candies? The wrapper. Oh. How old are you now? Uh, 35. And you started collecting Eminem paraphernalia when? Um, Probably right around the time I was like 14 when I found out <laughs> who he like, was. What do you have? Um, There's a lot of magazines and like old articles and then I just have some random like promo stuff. I love that you. Um, I, I love that super fans treat these artists like they're their they're their cousin. You know what I mean? Like you're clipping <laughs> articles like a proud mom. Yeah. And, and, and hang and hanging on to them. No, you know what? Well, you know? I have a folder. Yeah. <laughs> Sarah, I'm kind of with you. I have a folder at 
home still. Yeah. Like a file like folder? Like a file folder? Not a folder on a desktop, <laughs> no, like a computer. With clipped out articles from, uh, of like Biggie and Tupac. Oh, my and a lot God. Of stuff, and a lot of stuff that had to do with their feud. And then when Tupac oh, died. Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> Let it go. Let it go. Jesus. Thank you so much for sharing, Sarah. No problem. Hi, Shannon. Welcome to the Ron Mocha Show. Hi. What's going on? What's the What's the stuff you can't get rid of? Um. Well, I have an entire keychain collection that I've been collecting since I was about nineteen, and I'm almost thirty-two now. Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. Yeah. A keychain collection. Yes. <laughs> Where do you keep these? Um. All over the place. I've got them hanging off my purse. Oh, you display uh, these. Them. These aren't like in boxes stored away. No, they're just hanging everywhere. <laughs> you have keychains all over your house? So where do you acquire them from? Is it like stuff where when you go on vacation and then you just pick up a keychain? Or could you just be out in life and then you see a cool keychain and you just go and buy it? Yep. Um, I've when I've gone on trips, I will always get one from somewhere. Uh, like when I've gone to Niagara Falls. <laughs> let, let me let me ask you this: What is the crown jewel, Shannon, mm. of your keychain collection? Um. Oh boy. You know what? I'm a big Grey's Anatomy fan, so yeah. probably my Grey's Anatomy keychain <laughs> that is, says. What does it look like? Um. Well, it's got it's got a syringe on it. It's got a mask on it. <laughs> Oh my it's, got, it's got everything on it, and then it's got the little symbol that says it's a beautiful day to save lives. Yo, you basically you have a COVID keychain. <laughs> yes, basically. <laughs> yeah. Wow, thank you so much for that, Shannon. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It's have a good day. A beautiful day you to too, save thank lives. You. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. We got to get back into this, Roz, so real quick. This started from a post where a guy was talking about his wife, and his wife had boxes and boxes and boxes of mm. old magazines. And the magazines hadn't been touched or taken out of the boxes since they moved into their house. The problem was they've lived in that house for 18 years. So the yes. question was, what do you have that you just will not part with? You don't necessarily even need to display it. Being in a box in the attic is fine, but my God. God, you will never get rid of it. Like Thanks. my Sopranos box set that I have. Oh, for God's sake. Even though all the episodes are on demand. Maury. I have the collector's item box Ma set. Maury. In a box down in our cage, I have the full Family Guy set of dolls. Don't say that. Don't say it like that, man. You can't just say down in our cage, okay? Like it's in a parking garage. You live in a condo. It's a storage locker. I know. We call it the cage. Yeah, don't do that when you don't give context, man. People think that that stuff's weird. Hey, hey Shem, do you have anything like that? Man, hell no, I ain't weird. Oh, thanks, <laughs> Shem. Oh, no, 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 no. Shem, in... Shem, we meet a collection, not a cage in the basement. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Deepa, other than the collection of Princess Jasmine paraphernalia that you have, <laughs> what are some other things that you've collected or have you collected anything else uh, in your life that you will just absolutely not get rid of? Um, yeah, I'm going to call out my mother big time on this because she really upset me because I had a collection of Barbie dolls since I was a kid. Like, they no. would buy me. Yes. <laughs> Wait, what? Okay, oh, nothing, you're not nothing. surprised? You're being sarcastic. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay, go no, ahead. And no need to ask Roz because no, no. There's, like, you just get rid of everything, I guess right? I throw everything away. Yeah, go yeah. ahead, Deepa. Go ahead, no, Deepa. So I collected it over the years, and they used to get me these every year they had like collection editions and all these things, right? So I kept it in a tub because my plan was to resell them. 
because they were in original packaging and everything. And over the oh. years, the value of it goes up like crazy, right? It does. Um, and it turns out that my mom just donated my entire tub of limited edition Barbie dolls. And I was like, Mom, that was my road to being a millionaire. So you screwed me over. Thank you very much. Wow. So- oh, you know what else I have? What do you have? Too? What do you all these millionaires in the room? Look at had, had, had my mother not thrown it away, I could retire. You know There's so many of those stories. I thought I was oh man, I thought I was like gonna invest yeah. big time. Okay. When Phantom Menace, Star Wars Phantom Menace came out yeah. and they released all the toys, I bought every single and I was broke as hell. Yeah. I went into debt because of this. Okay. But I bought every single character that they had made. So I have like the original like Anakin as a kid, Anakin wow. as as an adult. I had like Hayden Christensen. Yeah, I have yeah. uh, Samuel L. Jackson. I have all of those. And they still have the little price t- stickers on them. Yeah. And what Man, are they worth now? Nothing. 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 No. But I refuse to get rid yeah, of them. Yeah. So you can text us at 925 or you can give us a call at 416-870-8888. Dan. Uh, what do you got, man? I have a Farrah Fawcett scrapbook. Oh, so are you the guy that just sent this to Maury? Because Maury just sent this to me. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> say okay. that again. What yeah. is it? Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, Mocha. So say again. So we're talking about the thing that you just will not get rid of. And yeah. you have a what? I have a 46-year-old Farrah Fawcett scrapbook. And when you say scrapbook, you mean a Farrah Fawcett book that you created yourself. Yep. One of those little paper scrapbooks with the spiral binding that I Oh my goodness, Roger, show me the picture. (laughs) So you cut out pictures of Farrah Fawcett and just like put them on construction paper and like you have the words, (laughs) the fabulous face of Farrah Fawcett cut out from newspapers and magazines like a ransom. Uh, By the way, this guy guy is such a hardcore fan. (laughs) It's not the fabulous face of Farrah Fawcett, it's the fabulous face of Farrah Fawcett Majors when she was was married to Lee Majors. AKA, AKA the fall guy. Wow. So who else, Dan, who else in your life knows about this? A couple of friends and they just rolled their eyes like, are you serious? What's in this scrapbook? So I collected Tiger Beat and Teen Beat magazines and I cut out every single photo of Farrah Fawcett and some yes. of Charlie's Angels and I glued them in what I thought was arranged in a really good way. <laughs> <laughs> Are you? And there's 55 pages. <laughs> yeah, 65 pages. Dan, Damn. Dan, what, what tell Roz and Mocha about the love letter that was originally in this scrapbook. Okay, so when Farrah Fawcett died, I went down to my storage room and I, I went in the box because I knew I had it to flip through it, and I was dying. And then I got to the last page, and I had written her a love letter. Now I'm I'm going to be 60 next month. I was 14 when I did this. Okay. And in the love letter. I talked about how beautiful she was and how much I loved her, and I offered to run her Toronto fan club for her. No. But when I read the next line, which I remember vividly, I thought, you need to tear this up immediately. And it said, if you come to Toronto, I can show you things you've never seen before, like Niagara (laughs) Falls. Fawcett, by the way, and I know that you were busted up when when she died. We have to acknowledge right now that Farrah Fawcett was a legend, right? And the day Farrah... I mean, that's why I I had all these cutouts 
also put onto T-shirts. Because the no. day, because the day Farrah Fawcett died, it was global news, right? Uh-huh. It was we lost a massive star that day, oh, an icon. And, and then after Farrah Fawcett died, two hours later, they said that Michael Jackson died. I know, and then that was and the then, story. That and then, took off. yeah, and then that was the story of that day. And I always feel that we never Farrah Fawcett never got her day. Never got well, her day. I have, I have a 65-page scrapbook. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Dan, thank you so much. Uh, <laughs> Jesus, Dan. R.I.P. Farrah Fawcett. <laughs> Who's Farrah Fawcett? Deepa. Farrah Fawcett was a... It's okay. Deepa's young, right? Deepa, how old were you when you started listening to this show, Deepa? Oh, gosh. Like 12? Okay, maybe? yeah. So she's a, she was a baby, right? Yeah. She was yeah. Roxy's age. Deepa was Roxy's age when <laughs> oh, she started true, listening true, to true. the show, facts, right? Facts, facts, facts. Um, so Farrah Fawcett was a very famous sort of like blonde bombshell actress from back in the day. Charlie, original Charlie's Angels. Uh, did a lot of other of those like sort of like network action-y kind of, you know, primetime shows, right? Oh. But she was, but also everybody that I knew anyway had the Farrah Fawcett poster up in their bedroom of Farrah Fawcett in the red bikini. Ooh, cool story, bro. Great. Listen to oh, uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, okay. This, <laughs> yeah, Deepa with the boxes of Barbies, right? Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Hello. Yo, you got to be lying about this text that you just sent in to us. It's Roz and Mocha, by the way. <laughs> I certainly <see> bro. <laughs> so we're talking about that one thing that you won't get rid of, right? right and the right. one thing that you won't talk about, whatever, whatever. Yeah. Okay, sir, you don't have to give your name, but your text reads, my side girl, she's an angel. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Come on. You got to be lying. You got to be lying. Bro, I certainly you, bro. Like, five years strong, man. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And how long have you been with your main girl for? Uh, eight years. So are you married to the main girl? Oh, no, no, no. No, no, no. So why not just dump the main girl and just, like, go full-time with the side girl? I'm trapped, bro. How? Do you have kids? Yeah, 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 one. One. With okay. the main girl or with the side girl? Main. Main okay. girl. Is that why, so you just want to, like, stay together for the kid kind of thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's tough, but, man. Do you know if she has a side man? No, man, I'm her main. Oh, okay. <laughs> Look at you all proud. So does your side chick know about your main chick? Oh, yeah, definitely. But your okay. main chick doesn't know about your side chick. I would be dead. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, five how years. Do you, how do you find the time? Uh-huh. That's why you got to let the side girl know, man. But how do you let them know? You just let them know from the beginning. If they want to go with it, it's up to them. If not, you know what I mean? You just move along. Now, is your side girl seeing other dudes as well or no? Nah, nah. She said I'm her main. And, you know, she's in love and yeah, okay. So okay. what do you tell okay. your main chick? Yeah. Like when you're with the side piece, what do you tell the main girl, like what you're doing? Is it like I'm going out with the dudes or I'm going to work? I got to work extra? It's, it's, it's a combination of things. You know I mean? It can be with friends. It can be working late. It can be playing soccer. It can be anything. Playing soccer. She's out Man. there thinking you're working on your cardio. <laughs> well, maybe you are. Well, he is. He yeah, is. He you is. Are. So do you have, do you have another phone? Do you have two phones? Just one. Just one. Just one. How do you hide all the messaging or all the, the contact that you have with your, your side chick? Yeah, she doesn't search phone, bro. No, oh, she trusts you. I assume. Yeah. <laughs> you're awful. You're awful. You're awful. Wow. <laughs> My guy, at some point, you're going to get caught. Bro. 
Uh, I'll be going strong, bro. I'm I'm good. I'm good. Okay. <laughs> every single one of you, every single one of you that have said the exact same uh, same thing yeah. at some point will get caught. Right, let's see. Let's see if I can make it to six. <laughs> okay. Yeah, man. Make it to six. <laughs> six years. <laughs> All right. So only one side chick, or do you have more? Yeah, just one, bro. Just okay, one. okay, okay, okay. Well, he's not a machine, Mocha. <laughs> All right. Thanks. Thanks for texting in. All right, let's up. Later, Later, man. Hello? Hey, Catherine, it's Roz Not Catherine, your Catherine, Roz. Not my Catherine. Uh, Catherine, (laughs) please tell Roz um, what the text reads that you just sent to us. (laughs) I have a bath bead collection that I started collecting in the late 1980s uh, that is sitting up in an old tin in my bathroom. Like a, what is a bath bead collection? A bath bead, guys. We have to be around the same age. Back oh, in the day. Oh, yes. Oh, you oh. used to collect little bath beads of like a thousand different shapes, like sparkles and animal shapes. So I have about 500 of them, and I started collecting <laughs> when I was like six years old, and now my kids fully use them in their baths. But aren't they like? Don't they have a, like a best before date? Yeah, on them? can't they be like toxic now? Well, I mean, that's besides the point. They're still really cool shapes. <laughs> <laughs> I just experiment with my kids. <laughs> yeah. Wow! Wow! And you have how many? Probably about five hundred. Oh my God, girl! That's and too. That's a lot of. From like. 80s to 90s, and then they stopped being cool, but I just couldn't let them go. They stopped Damn. being cool. Well, thank you very much for that, Catherine. <laughs> All right, thanks. Later. Hello? Hey, it's Razamoka. Oh, hi. Hi, what's your name? It's Brayden. Brayden, uh, the text yes. that you sent in to us resonated yeah. with me because I was exactly like your husband up until <laughs> maybe three months ago. Oh, Brayden wow. says this, my husband has a box full of cables. He has had this box for a whole 15 years of being together and will not let me throw the box out. In 15 years, he has never once used one single cable that's in that box. (laughs) Not one. I have speaker cables. I have like TV cable cables, extension cords. I have wires for things that I don't even know what they plug into, but I have them still. That is exactly my husband. Now, he's been collecting these since, like, I assume since before you guys got together. Yes. So who knows how long these cables have been in this box? Because I'll tell you the problem, right, is that he still has PTSD from all those times he went to get the charger or the thing or the label maker or the whatever, and you're like, God, where's the one that goes in it? Yeah. Where's the where's the plug <laughs> that goes with this thing? And ever since then that he couldn't find it, he kept every single you keep, cable. You keep all of them. That came into his life. Yes. The exact same way. Yeah. 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 It's tough. It's tough. Like, I, you're right. I have, like... I still have speaker wire, but I haven't had speakers that require actual speaker wire in about 20 years. Yeah. 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 Up until three months ago, I had cables that I had kept, like, together with, like, rubber bands. Yeah. These cables are so old that the rubber bands have disintegrated. So you go to pull the cable, and the the, the, the rubber band just snaps and, like, disintegrates. Yes. yes. <laughs> At that point, I was like, okay, those cables got to go. Yo, Brayden, thanks so much. I feel yeah. your pain. Hey, no problem. Thank you. Have a great day. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. Man, that Wheel of Fortune puzzle aged me, even just watching it. Did you see this? Why? Did you get it? 
Like right away? Well, no. I've never seen, like, uh, the word, the stupidity isn't the word I'm looking for. I, what is the proper word to describe what went down on Wheel of Fortune? Somebody help confusion? me out here. Confusion. is Yeah, you could say confusion. Ignorance. Um, ignorance, inept. Like there's How could th- this there's, happen? There's three contestants on Wheel of Fortune. Yeah. Okay. But maybe it's an old saying. Even still, just by process of elimination. So the 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 puzzle was um, another feather in your blank. Okay, so keep in mind, another is already all the all the letters are already guessed. Okay. Okay. Another. It's all spelled out there. Yes. Feather. Spelled out. All spelled out there. Then you have the N for in, of course. Y O blank R. That's definitely your. your uh-huh. And then the last word is blank a blank. Okay. Another feather in your cap. Everybody should know this. Hat. Hat. It can be, yes. No, it can't be because no, no, H right, and T right. are already used okay. in feather. Oh, right, yeah. Mm. Okay. Automatically. So you know what? So when I saw the clip, yeah. right, I didn't even think. I just thought of like what that word was without looking at the other letters. Right. Okay, so, so I didn't do process of elimination. Right. It's clearly another feather in your cap. And it can't be hat. Again, it cannot be hat because the T and the H are used in two previous words. Right. Okay? Another feather in your cap. Five times they got it wrong. Amazing. Five times they got it wrong. So here, listen to this and the way it all went down. Assault. Okay. Another feather in your hat. No. <laughs> Christopher. Come on, Christopher. Come on, Christopher. 650. G. No G. Another feather in your gap? Is that what you thought it was? Yeah. Oh, the bankrupt gotcha. Lori, I have another shot at it. You can spin the wheel or try to solve the Come puzzle. Come on, Lori. I'll solve? Okay. Another feather in your lap. <laughs> no. <laughs> All of the feather is moving around. <laughs> Christopher. Come on, Christopher. Stupid ass Come feather. on. Come on. 900. D. No. Thomas. <laughs> well, Thomas, I think the wheel got... Laura, you have another opportunity here. You can spin the wheel. You can try to solve the puzzle. What do you want to do? Go ahead and spin if you don't know. I'm going to go ahead and yeah, spin. Don't get buzzed out here on top. Come on. Come on. Come on. Well, what letter would you like? A P? What? Yes, there's a P. Yeah, yeah. Okay. There's a P. There's a P. There's one letter missing. I will solve. Here we go. Another feather in your map. <laughs> Thomas, you have no money. Okay. Are you going to spin? Gonna I'll, I'll spin. Okay. Come on, Thomas. Come on. Map. Come on. Thomas got no money, but he's going to spin. So what letter would you like? A C. Is there a C up there anywhere? There oh, you go. there we go. Hey. Yeah. Another feather in your cap. Okay. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> but is it a known saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yankee Doodle Dandy is the. the I know, but song, look at those people's ages. Right? Somebody on Twitter said, didn't Yankee Doodle put a feather in his map and call it macaroni? (laughs) (laughs) The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast.
Uh, so Pat Sajak is coming to the defense of the three contestants on Wheel of Fortune the other night who had that just epic collective fail. It was 10 attempts to solve what should have been an easy puzzle for anybody sitting at home watching. Um, before we get to Sajak's defense, we got to hear from Christopher Coleman. Christopher Coleman was one of the three contestants. Christopher Coleman, so the, the puzzle was another feather in your cap, right? And mm. everybody was stuck on the final word cap because it was blank, A, blank. He said, and lap, lap, map. map. Uh, and then Christopher was the one that asked for a G when it was his turn. Can I get a G? Like, I don't know what that was. Like, put a feather in your gap? <laughs> put a feather in your bag, maybe? Did he think that? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh-huh. But so here's Christopher. TMZ caught up with Christopher where he tried to explain what the hell went on on Wheel of Fortune the other night. This is an idiom I've learned when I was like six or seven years old, but I haven't heard it in like over 30 years. So it's been a while for me since I've heard it. And then also realizing that you are under a lot of scrutiny and pressure when you're in production. A lot of people are sitting at home in the comfort of their own couch, yelling and screaming at the television. When we are the ones in the moment in production, in real time, trying to guess and figure out what this puzzle is. And you know, the sad part, there are people who are saying that we were not intelligent or trying to belittle our college degrees and so many other things were going on. But what I would say to the trolls is that you go up there. Half of you don't have public speaking skills. You go on Wheel of Fortune. You be put in the shoes of where we were standing. And then it will be a whole another conversation when they're trending, making a donkey of themselves, you know? So I just want people to have more empathy and a little bit more grace of understanding that it was an isolated incident. We do know it's another feather in the wow. in your cap. However, in the moment, it just wasn't the way that most people at home would have wished it would have went. Yo, who thought? Who would have thought feather in your cap would have caused Dude. all this drama? Nobody's trying to cancel these people. They're acting like they, they were trying to cancel. Nobody's going to lose their job because they bombed on Wheel of Fortune, right? So Pat Sajak So Pat Sajak says this. It always pains me when nice people come onto our show to play a game and win some money and maybe fulfill a lifelong dream and are then subject to online ridicule when they make a mistake or something goes awry. Sitting at home, it seems incredible that they could solve it, but I knew in real time that that was happening. These are good people in a bad situation under a kind of stress that you can't begin to appreciate from the comfort of your couch. Good nature laughed. Good natured laughter is one thing. Heck, they laughed at themselves. But hey, cut them some slack. Unless you're there, you have no idea how different it is in the studio. Yeah. Those things happen even to very bright people. Nobody is goofing on one person okay the reason that this was so incredible is because it was three people it was 10 yeah. guesses see... between three people nobody's talking about one person who Maybe bombed I didn't on a see show the, the the right video but i didn't see anyone hating on them no, i think but... it was like a collective like no, how could were... three people were calling them people were calling them 
dumb and stuff like that. <laughs> oh, or, really? Well, okay. it's like they got guys like Josh Gad tweeting the world's in trouble now after yeah, watching yeah. it, right? But nobody is trying to cancel them. Nobody hates them. And, and 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 again, this wasn't one person. Like I understand if somebody fails bad, I kind of do, you know, empathize with those people a little bit. Sure. I feel bad when somebody goes in on somebody's one real bad moment. This was three people but Roz, in it's ten an rounds. Moment. I know, but this was three people in ten rounds to solve that puzzle on Wheel of Fortune, right? That's why it was so astonishing. Yeah. Also, can I have a G? <laughs> right? <There you> go. <laughs> <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Okay, so so this went down yesterday. So Simon Levive, the Tinder swindler, is on uh, Cameo, and Cameo is where sort of notables and celebs you can they go on cameo and then you pay them to do greetings for you personal greetings for you and simon levive the tinder swindlers on cameo and he charges what 300 bucks Mm -hmm. is that what it is uh to do videos and he did a video um for a toronto real estate agent called amir uh, shirazi and in the video, I guess Simon Levive said that he was going to move to Toronto. He's coming to Toronto, and which is not the case. He, it was a script that was provided from the real estate agent. But women in Toronto were like, livid. <laughs> my, 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 fav- my favorite tweet was 416 women stand at attention. We attack at dawn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, you got more enemies out here, bro. <laughs> my enemies, my enemies. Okay, so here is the uh, the, the cameo that uh, Simon Levive, the Tinder swindler, did for uh, real estate agent uh, Mir Shirazi. Hi, everyone. Simon Levive here, aka the Tinder swindler. Well, my enemies are after me. Peter is down, he's insane. So I'm coming to Toronto. Canada, and I'm calling to Amir Shirazi, the best real estate agent in Toronto. Well, he can help me find some property to hide. He can make sure that my enemies won't find me there, and Peter will be safe. I wish you all a great and a magnificent day. Take care, everybody. There we go. <laughs> uh, and of course, we're and, and of course we're talking about it. So Amir, look at—he's the genius in all of this, right? Uh, but damn it, Mori caught up with uh, Amir to want to talk about a little bit about the controversy and also why does he think that hooking up with a Tinder swindler is a good thing for business? So, do you think this will help your business or maybe potentially hurt your business having Simon Leviev do a cameo for you? I definitely think it's helping my business. Honestly, like having a great social media presence, like it really helps, like, because here's the thing, you can have the best product in the world. If no one knows about it, it's pointless because marketing is all about getting people engaged and people talking about you. So it definitely going to help my business because over 600 people have DM'd me over 8,000 people watched my Instagram story. And it's just, I think like it helped a lot. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) it gets you attention yes of course it does but right? so, but listen for and he, and he was uh and he seems pretty you know defiant in all this that you know as controversy aside it's not even controversy aside controversy doesn't matter he just hooked his wagon to something popular and if he gets you know one client out of it i guess that uh, i guess that matters but more when he starts talking to him about his mom and what she thinks listen to this now is there anybody <laughs> in your life that will be pissed when they find out how much you spend on a cameo from Simon Leviev. The thing is, like, my mom, she didn't like it. My dad is, um, my dad doesn't understand nothing about Netflix. He, 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 he's, he, he'll support whatever I do. Mm-hmm. My mom, she was just like, I hate this guy, this, that. I'm like, mom, it's not about, I'm not saying he's like, you know, I'm literally just relating it to my business and I'm not 
like I'm just spending first. I'm spending three hundred dollars, and I'm getting X amount in business, right? I'm gonna get so much more generating for me. I'm not really using him in terms of what he did. I'm using it for myself, like millions in return. Because if I was to turn one person into a sale deal, one sale deal could turn me into like thousands or hundreds of thousands in in business. Well, here's the thing. I used to yeah. be on Cameo and I only charged ten dollars. Mm-hmm. Dot dot dot. Wow, what a deal! Well, the thing is, are are you the Tinder swinger? Are you on Netflix? I I'm on I, I'm on the Rosin Mocha show, which is a very good show. Well, I'm, surprised, I'm, I'm surprised you didn't run down your IMDb. I was a guest star on Murdoch Mysteries. I was a guest star on Private Eyes. Jesus. So anyway, I played a so, reporter in a subway commercial. So that's why uh, Tinder Swindler in, Tinder in Toronto was trending yesterday. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. You know me. I got saddled with everybody in my life believes in ghosts. Right? That's the life I live. I got ghost believers all around me. Horrible. You. Me? Please. I don't believe in ghosts. Please. What have I ever said? I believe in ghosts. You could go back and listen to the early shows of this show, and you were the biggest ghost believer in my life at that time. The biggest. That's. It was you. Altered audio. My mother, Maury. Fake news. Uh, Well, because I saw one. Deepa. Yep, a hundred percent me all the way. Shem, I know, I know you believe in ghosts. Nah, bro, I'm oh, with you, homie. Please, <laughs> please. How do you go to church as much as you do and don't believe That's in ghosts? I believe in the Holy Ghost. Oh, okay, <laughs> okay, oh, okay. So, so, okay. So, you believe in one; they believe in many. Okay. Roz, once you've experienced it, you believe. Uh, let me. Uh, that could be applied to a whole lot of things more. Uh, let me play this because uh, I want to play this for all my uh, all my ghost family here. Uh, a lot of people are saying that they get goose. They got goose bumps listening to this story this ghost story by courtney cox so this is courtney cox on jimmy kimmel talking about how she believed that her house was haunted and so i want to play this for all my ghost people and then you tell me your reactions after this okay here we go are you a believer in ghosts have you had a ghost experience i have had one i didn't believe at first but i lived in this house in laurel canyon which is in la obviously and um it was gypsy rose lee's house and carol king Carol King came over to my house and she said that there had been a divorce and that was really ugly and there was a ghost in the house. And I was like, yeah, whatever. And, but other people who had stayed there with me, like, you know, friends of mine said they felt an encounter with a woman was sitting on the edge of the bed. And I was like, yeah, whatever. And Carol King, we did a seance. And I was you just did? so in awe of her. I oh, didn't listen to a Did word. Carol sell this house to you? Or did you, was there a buyer you know in between? I think, I think there was a buyer in between. Okay. But then I was, I was at the house one day, not being a believer, and the doorbell rang. It was a UPS guy or something, and I opened the door, and he said, do you know this house is haunted? And I go, yeah, why? Why do you think that? He goes, because there's someone standing behind you. And I was like, let's sell. What a terrible... <laughs> Terrible UPS guy, right? Yo. Okay, that's that didn't happen. Okay, that UPS guy was trolling Courtney. Right. Yeah, how would how would he know that it was on? Like, I don't think any would, part of that story happened. To be honest with you, I think oh, it's, really? I think it's good late night television. Why would she lie? Why I don't know. Why I don't know. Why does anybody said, ever great. lie about seeing a ghost? You could lie about so many other things. Why would yeah. you lie? Oh, about Oh, What do you want? I believe it was Jesus. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. What's going on? looking at this story somebody offered simon cowell and i don't know when this happened but 
they wanted him to, it was a couple, and they went to Simon Cowell mm-hmm. to say, hey, we know you like judging things. Oh God, Would yeah. you be interested in joining us in the bedroom so you can judge our lovemaking? <laughs> Wait, what? And I guess he turned it down. But here, this is from uh, Simon Cowell talking to Seth Meyers. Yeah, exactly. So play the clip, and then we'll and then we can come back and we can come back and discuss. So again, this is Simon Cowell telling the story about that one time uh, a couple asked him to judge their lovemaking. A couple came up to me in a restaurant and said, "We'll pay you X amount of dollars to watch." them having sex and will I judge it? And I said, well, how much? And uh, stupidly said no. So if you're watching, I'll do it. (laughs) What's the number they throw out? I think it was about 150 grand. Wow. That's a weird number. 150? 150 grand. 150,000. But what do you do with that info? Once it's like, once you get Simon, like, let's say Simon, okay, he's sitting on the ottoman at the end of the bed, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know you want Simon to roast you. Right. Right. right? You're not going to want Simon Cowell to be like, great job. No, but what do you do with that information? Like you, Who, if Simon Cowell or the no, couple? like the couple. Like oh, you, you pay $150,000 yeah, to have Simon Cowell well, come over they would go your brag house. and be like, yeah, we're Who's the couple. Who's going to believe them? We're the couple that sent You would need Simon it on Cowell. video. You would need it on video. That's the only. That would have the, to be a part of the deal, though, right? Right. Like Simon. Yes. Please film your reaction. Right. Like the reaction videos that yeah. you see on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Hit like, subscribe. Details in the description below. At the beginning, I uh, I thought that that was an innovative statement, but then I realized that that the internet had was started by people doing reaction videos to people making love. <laughs> <laughs> You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. At first, I was like, "Oh man, that's like a cool you build that website." And but then I was he, like, "No." Simon just opened up the door now, right? He was like, "Well, now that geez. he's into it, what's stopping somebody else from sending him or approaching Simon and saying, yeah. hey, now that we know that you're kind of into right, I got some money here. I got $150,000. Right. How do you judge that? Like, it's so subjective too, right? Like, mm-hmm. how do you not... There has to be, it would have to be like figure skating. Like you would have to have defined rules on a scoring system going Mm. in that you would be able to accurately judge a performance because it is so subjective. But you'd need to know what Simon Cowell's... Every move would have to come with a level of difficulty. Yeah, but you'd have to know what Simon Cowell, how he's going to score things. No, no, no. This is the thing is that he would have to come up with it. Like he would have to I say, guess, yeah. in order to do this routine, you need to hit this move, this move, this move, and this move, mm-hmm. right? You don't have to do move four. It's a very difficult move, but if you do, it could bump up your score. Bonus points for, um, uh, <laughs> just, for, well, just for like figures. time. Yes. Is there a minimum set time versus um, maximum? Yeah. I think that you would have one song. One song. One song. Okay, what song? Like once one song. Duration of song though. Yeah, I don't know. There's some songs that are like two minutes and fifty two seconds, but then there are some songs that are four minutes and thirty six. I don't want to play my hand a little too hard here, but uh, just out of curiosity, is is there there any is there any song that's less than two fifty (laughs) two? Like two like between what? I can tell you right now. Between like Never mind, never mind, never mind, never mind. (laughs) 
Never mind. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, an interesting proposition. Sign, but but Simon Cowell's not hurting for money, so I guess that he would just do it down for what? Like for a goof, right? Yeah. yeah. You're asking about like two and a half minutes? Yeah. Ty Dolla Sign has a song called The Business. Okay, yeah, I get to download that then. <laughs> <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. Um, uh, Deep, are you there? Hello? Yep, I'm here. Um, I want to talk about this real quick because we get a lot of texts and messages about something um, that I think that uh, people would like to get your take on. Um, One of the Mm -hmm. texts that we got recently, this is about you and your husband and your interfaith marriage. Because you guys got married in September. Mm -hmm. You are, he's Hindu, right? No, I'm Hindu and he's Muslim. Okay, because one of the messages we got was, uh, I wanted to reach out to ask uh, you, Deepa, how you and Talal were able to work on your interfaith marriage and ceremony. My partner and I are currently struggling with this. And, like, you you guys would not believe the amount, ever since we started talking about, like, when Deepa got married and everything, the amount of messages we got from people who were, like, in the similar situation as you that you were, were going through. Yeah, I think since I posted about, like, the wedding, I've probably gotten over, like, maybe 40 to 50 DMs with people being like, hey, we're in the same situation. How do we navigate it? And I think, to be honest, it's I honestly send them essays of answers of, like, what we went through because it's it's a lot. It's tough to deal with, right? It's not always easy. And um, I think for us, like, 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 on both sides of your family? Or is it a little bit easier because because you guys have known each other for so long? It was a little bit easier because we've known each other for so long and our families knew about it. But I think, you know, religion is a really touchy subject, especially when it comes to marriage and like incorporating that into like your lives moving moving forward. So for Talal and I, it was really, really important from the get go when we decided that, hey, you know, you're the person I want to be with. We had both agreed that we are going to practice our faiths individually, let the other person do their thing. Um, but you know, when families get involved, it's like, okay, like this isn't what we had in mind. Like we wanted you to be with like a Hindu or we wanted you to be with a Muslim. Um, and you know, it could be really tricky to navigate that. And, um, it it got to a point where like we were really struggling with it and we didn't know if we could go through with it because of the pressure struggling, struggling with having to remain, but struggling with it, not because of how you two as individuals felt struggling because of the amount of family pressure and influence. Yeah. Just like, okay, do you guys know what you're doing? Like are your religions are too like really opposite in terms of beliefs and so on. Sure. And that was really, really hard for us to deal with. But I think the main thing that we did was we remained a united front in that situation. And we're like, hey, we understand. Like, everybody has their own experiences with religion. And, like, people grow up in different parts of the world. And we have to understand that and and know that anything that anybody was saying to us was not a personal attack, right? Like, everybody has their own experiences and beliefs, right? And I think we really had to think about that, internalize it, and just be like, hey, like, you know, like, you have your opinion about why this is wrong. We're equally or more passionate about why this is right for us and all we can do now is have open discussions about our 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 faiths how do we practice why do we think this is going to work and we're leaving the door open and if you want to be a part of our lives a hundred percent we would more than love that but if not and you're having a difficult time dealing with it that's also okay but we will always be here so what did the actual wedding look like what did the wedding wedding look like though like so how so when it came to how to do the ceremonies how did you guys sort of incorporate Mm -hmm. both 
Yeah, it, it was lovely. So um, we actually had the imam from um, the Law's Mosque. He did like the nikah, like the Muslim version. And I, I didn't convert. Usually you have to be like a typically like Muslim for it to count as an interfaith marriage um, when an imam does it. But he was like, look, I will still bless your marriage. I'm really, really happy for you, too. So he did his entire sermon and everything. And then my cousin, uh, he's actually like a pundit, like a Hindu priest. So he came and he did like the seven vows that you typically do at a Hindu wedding. So that's how we compromise. And it was like so lovely to see everybody like, you know, celebrated in that moment. And uh, like for and us, the families it was are good so after important that, right? that both sides. Yeah, 100 percent. It was like and I tell this to everybody. I feel like with weddings, it's such a big show that people stress out about it. Like, oh, my God, what are people going to say? How are they going to react to this? But then after the wedding's done, everyone's like, OK, you're married. Like you can go on with your lives and do whatever you want. Right. So. Um, it was a tough process, but I think being open-minded and having open and awkward conversations and appreciating the other person's perspective, even though you might not agree with it, is like really, really important. And I think that made us stronger um, as a couple and as a family, to be honest. And then at what point did the family start talking to you guys about how your kids are going to be raised? That actually hasn't come up. (laughs) (laughs) Separate blankets because they all know. They all know. (laughs) The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Last night was the season 20 premiere of American Idol on City TV. And 18-year-old Nicolina Bozo from Toronto made an appearance. Have they always allowed Canadians on American Idol? I didn't yeah. think that. Have For they the really? last several years. Yeah? yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, and it was incredible because she got in front of the judges and immediately wowed them with her incredible voice. I'm Nicolina. I'm 18. I'm from Toronto, Canada. Oh, very good. Yeah. Tell us your singing story. It's always been like in my blood and something that I did with family as well. So me and my sisters are super close. They sing as well. They're younger than me, though. What are you going to share with us? Well, I'm going to be singing She Used to Be Mine by Sarah Bareilles. Go right ahead. Okay. It's not easy to know I'm not anything like I used to be Although it's true I was never Attention, sweet center. I still remember that girl. And you're not what I asked for. Beautiful voice, huh? If I'm honest, I know I would give it all back for a chance to start over and like goosebumps right now. And she's only 18, bro. That girl that I knew was reckless just enough. Look at Shem right now. Stunned. Get hurt, but learns how to toughen up when she's bruised and gets you. Like, what a voice, right? God, God, God. And then what do the judges say immediately after that? Thank you, thank you. Girl, that was just ridiculous. Thank you. And the journey of your voice, it's what's so infectious. Yeah. I'm a fan of yours. You are what we have been looking for. Yeah. It's a yes for me. Yeah. Yeah. So 
Nicolina Bozo from Toronto on American Idol last night gets wow. three yeses, gets the golden ticket to Hollywood, and damn it, Maury gets a chance to talk to her. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> How cool is this? I got to say, you were so calm during your audition. How were you not nervous at all? Oh, I was nervous. I was really nervous. Like, that was a big deal. But, you know, I'm a, I'm a singer. I'm a musician. So I kind of had to remind myself, like, this is what I love to do. And, like, this is kind of my purpose. So I had to just kind of say, like, hey, this shouldn't make you nervous. You should be excited. You should be ready to go in there and, like, show the world what you got. And then they gave you a standing ovation. Like, I mean, it's one thing to just be like, you know, them clap and be like, okay, you made it through. They stood for you. Yeah, I I was like, I had no words. I think the only thing I was able to be was like, thank you. Thank you so much. Because I didn't know. I was shocked. I was like, there's no way. I'm like, I'm a Canadian on American Idol. And now I have these three legends standing for me and telling me how great I was. And, you know, it was it was super validating to hear as a singer. But like, also, what? How did that happen? This is 18 uh, year old Nicolina Bozo from Toronto, who was on American Idol last night, got the golden ticket. So now she has to do is just go and win the whole thing then? Well, we're going <laughs> to yeah. find out. We're going to find out. Uh, this is Damon Mori. A little bit more with Damon Mori talking to Nicolina. Now, okay, as a big fan of the Roz and Mocha show, you know that Shem has the voice of a god. Oh, Did Shem. Cha- I know, right? Oh, my God. Shem. Love him. Swoon. Did you channel your inner Shem during your audition? Oh, 100% I did. I mean, I went in there and I was like, okay. Come, come to me, Shem. And I just, I felt all the, all the feels. But like, side note, I feel like if Shem was in this competition, he could win the whole thing oh, easily. Damn. And like, hands down, I would feel threatened as a contestant because I'd be like, okay, Shem's in, I'm out. Wow. So, so maybe damn. you both make it through and you sing like a, like a very sexy duet together. Right? I feel like our voices would just go so perfect. Oh, I love that. <laughs> that is uh, 18-year-old wow. Nicolina Bozo uh, on American Idol. <laughs> wow, right the now. judges. She got the golden ticket. Shem, she's a big she, fan of yours. She would whoop my <laughs> The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix. Roz and Mocha got you. Paige, welcome to Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. What do you need help in your life fixing? Um, well, this upcoming wedding season is going to kill me financially. Oh, yeah, you wrote it says, hey, Roz and Mocha, fix my life. I have three weddings within two months this summer. I'm the maid of honor for one, a bridesmaid in the other, and the last is for my boyfriend's sister. How much should I be giving uh, gift money-wise for each, seeing as these are all people close to me? I don't want to come off as cheap, so not to give enough, uh, but I also don't want to break my bank. Hmm. So what are you mm-hmm. thinking, like 150 a plate? <laughs> um, I honestly don't know. I haven't been to a lot of weddings. I've never been in a wedding before. Yeah. What, and I obviously haven't had my own, so. What are you What are you spending? Not even as a gift. Let's not talk about gifts here. We'll get to that in a second. But being the bridesmaid and then the maid of honor, how much is how much are those two events setting you back individually? At the end of it, probably a thousand or just under and then for the bridesmaid that one's probably less maybe more around 500 or just above that and then the one for your boyfriend's sister um that one's a bit harder i'm not in the wedding so it'll be less gift um, and we'll probably give a good gift other than the money okay let's say let's say all told let's say you're in two grand right yeah Yeah, and and by the way it's going to be more than that yeah (laughs) Uh, i i think that piece of there's 
people would rather go into debt than tell somebody that they can't afford something. Yeah. And that's like a real toxic place to be. Yeah. Um, and, and people do it all of the time where you would rather like spend money that you don't have and hurt for possibly a year afterwards rather than tell a friend, uh, I can't afford to be your maid of honor. Right. Because you think that it's because in your head, it's not about money in your head. It means you're a bad person. Yeah, in a sense, not necessarily a bad person, but just like. Well, you're letting them down. You're letting your friend down. Right. You know, and that that's you know, you're a bad friend, maybe not a bad person. And then you also feel a bad friend, that pressure when your friend comes to you saying, hey, I would love for you to be my maid of honor or I would love for you to be. Uh, in the wedding party as a bridesmaid, right? You don't, at that point, be like, well, Uh, you get caught up in the moment, right? Yeah, exactly. The solution is very easy. You are, A, going to have a difficult conversation with people you love and tell them that you cannot afford these roles that they're asking you to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and scale everything back, and then you're looking at a couple hundred bucks, you know, per wedding for the gifts, right? Uh, right. Or you say nothing, and you go into debt. Uh, I mean, I do have some savings, but first of all, those are my savings that I need for my future. Like you guys know how crazy house prices are and yeah. everything, so I don't want to be selfish and keep that all for myself. But I don't want to selfish. You think it? You, wait a second. You think it's selfish to keep your house money to yourself? <laughs> and, or, or, okay, but it's your money. It's your money. <laughs> You've been yeah. saving forever. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's... Paige, what about this compromise? Okay. If okay. you were to still, and I don't know how you feel about this, Roz, but if you were to still hold the maid of honor duty and the, you know, being a bridesmaid and whatnot, yeah. and still go to the, okay. the other wedding, right? If you're going to still keep that, but you have that honest conversation being like, hey, I can't afford, you know, this is going to be running me a lot of money. What if you say to them, but I would still love to celebrate and maybe in a couple of months, why don't we all go out for like a beautiful dinner, just the four of us? And then it'll be like on me. Yeah, but yeah, you're, st- you're, st- you're still going to go to the wedding, though, right? Like you're still yeah. like, like it, it's so it, it, I, I would say, you know, we run into we've had this conversation with a lot of people where their idiot friends have destination weddings and they can't mm. afford the destination wedding. Right. And, you know, you do that when they when they come back, you're like, listen, I'm not going to go to Cuba with you and your cousins. OK, like yeah. when you get back, let me take you guys out. We'll do totally. the celebration then. Um, but I, 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 I there's no small way to scale down made of honor. Right? No. Like, maid of honor is either maid of honor or you're not. Wait, so Paige, can you afford to be, just say maid of honor, right? Forget the other two weddings. Just maid of honor. Can you afford to be the maid of honor? If it was just this wedding, for sure. So now you add on the other two things. Can you afford to be the maid of honor? I can, but it's going to hurt. Okay, so you can't. No, you can't. So then you have to tell your (laughs) friend that the maid of honor thing is not going to work out. But you would still love to attend the wedding. Okay. Okay. Like we've talked about this so many times on the show. Like I don't even think couples should sacrifice their savings if they're saving for a house or or a future on their own wedding. Yeah. Okay. You certainly should not be sacrificing your savings for a house to be somebody's bridesmaid. Yeah. Yeah. It does sound kind of well not necessarily silly but it makes more sense when you're saying it that way and and don't let somebody trick you into the 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 scam okay here's the scam is that uh you're all gonna you're gonna get it back when you have your wedding yeah don't don't fall for that 
That's the that's the pyramid scheme that uh, that you guys all fall prey to. Okay, that you're yeah. going to spend a ton on your friends, and then your friends are going to spend a ton on you. Never works out. That's definitely already been a thought in my head. Yeah, so. it never it never works out the way you want it to. Yeah, yeah but like, yeah. are you engaged with this guy right now? Uh, no, not yet. No, okay. you plan on marrying this guy? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Know. How long you been together? Uh, two and a half years. Oh, nice. Yeah. All right. He's a nice Everything's guy? good. Yeah, yeah, he's great. You get along with his sister? Yeah. Yeah, yeah we're not super, super close anymore, but... Right. What do you mean anymore? Um, there was some stuff... Stop that trying to start time. family drama, dude. Paige. So- <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just trying to get, I'm just trying to figure out if, if at the end of this, Paige is still going to make no, all that money back. No, this but is, it doesn't sound like it, so you, know, you have to have some tough conversations <laughs> with people. Yeah, I think either... You know you know what to do. You either tell them, hey, listen, I can't afford this, and maybe you only do one of the weddings, as Mocha said. I think that that may be a great idea. Um, mm-hmm. Picking which wedding to do. I don't know how you do that. Uh, or you go in to debt and you regret this and you will regret this yeah well the maid of honor she's my sister essentially so i definitely oh, can't geez. pass on that one but yeah. if if i have to pick one that's the one i would pick so uh i think yeah it's either there, there's no real middle ground here um i i it's a it's a bad 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 place to be when you are willing to take on debt because you don't want to tell the truth yeah that does that help page it does it does help a lot thank okay. you guys so much right, no worries bro. good luck Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life on KISS. Matt Reeves directed the new Batman movie coming out on Friday, three hours. This is with Robert Pattinson as Batman. Zoe Kravitz is in it. Paul Dano is the Riddler. Sorry, Zoe Kravitz is Catwoman. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paul Dano is Riddler. Colin Farrell is Penguin. And the great Andy Serkis plays Alfred. Mm-hmm. It's been a long time since we've seen Andy Serkis when he's not CGI. Right. Because Andy Serkis, CGI for the Lord of the Rings movies as Gollum. Also CGI when he played Caesar in the Planet of the Apes movies. Also CGI when he played Supreme Leader Snoke in two of the Star Wars movies. He wasn't CGI in Black Panther though, right? He wasn't. He was the bad guy in Black Panther. Yeah, yeah. He was not CGI for that. He was not CGI, as Maury pointed out, uh, in one of Maury's favorite movies, 13 Going on 30. Right. Oh, love that movie. Right? Yeah, man. <laughs> Come on. How uh, can you not? But this uh, this new clip to promote Friday's uh, release of The Batman was just released, uh, interaction between Bruce Wayne and Alfred. Counting friends at Wayne Enterprises are coming for breakfast. Here. Why? Because I couldn't get you to go there. I haven't got time for this. It's getting serious, Bruce. If this continues, it won't be long before you've nothing left. I don't care about that. Ooh. Any of that. You don't care about your family's legacy? What I'm doing is my family's legacy. Oh, in your face. If I can't change things here, if I can't have an effect, I don't care what happens to me. That's all I'm afraid of. Alfred, stop. You're not my father. Sounds like a very whispery movie. Is it a very whispery movie? Oh, it's got yeah. very whispery, very dark, very yeah. whispery. Uh, so David Morey had time with the great Andy Circus to talk about the Batman again in theaters on Friday. Andy, oh my God, I absolutely love you. I need to fangirl for a moment because I love everything you've been in, especially. 13 going on 30. I know everyone loves the Gollum thing, but 13 going on 30, okay? First of all, this movie was amazing and you may be the best Alfred ever. Where does playing Alfred rank on your, oh my God, I can't believe I got to play blank list? 
Oh my god! Look, I mean, seriously, to 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 get, I, I've always been a huge Batman fan, and and I, 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 when Matt asked me to get involved, I was, I, I couldn't believe it. I, I, I literally couldn't believe it. So, so I was, yeah, it's really pretty high, really pretty high. Is it above or below thirteen going on thirty? <laughs> it's just slightly below thirteen going on thirty. <laughs> Good call. Good call. I like how uh, Maury pronounces Alfred with an E. Yeah. Alfred. Alfred. <laughs> when you saw Robert in the Batman outfit for the very first time on set, what was that like for you? Um, it was incredible. And and seeing him trans sort of translate between the vulnerable Bruce and into into, you know, the power of Batman was was pretty extraordinary. I mean, I when I came on to do my scenes, he was already in the zone. You know, he was he'd been working on the on the film for a while. So 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 it was like I got the full brunt of it. And I, I loved working with him. I thought he was extraordinary. Mm. And this movie has been in our lives for how long now? So delayed since right? before the the pandemic. We had heard yeah, about this, yeah. and then they dropped that trailer. I think right before the pandemic, mm-hmm. and then everything got delayed. They had to do reshoots and everything. Uh, this is Damon Mori talking to Andy Circus, who plays. Uh, Alfred in The Batman out on Friday. As Alfred, you're responsible for washing the bat outfit. Is it dry clean only? Yes, tell us, Alfred. No, actually, it's made of, of, of it's sustainable and it can be washed in, in, in aloe vera. <laughs> <laughs> Easily accessible. Yeah. Aloe vera. Since you did get to work with The Batman, which is so cool, can I give you my Batman voice and see how it chalks up? I would love that. Okay, so ask me, who are you? Who are you? I'm Batman. But but what are you also known for saying? Oh, I'm vengeance. Can you say that a bit deeper? Oh, I'm vengeance. Oh, my God. Dude, it was an honor to meet you. I am a huge fan. I absolutely love you. And this movie is so fantastic. Are you excited for everyone to see this? I literally can't wait i i think matt reeves has made a masterpiece oh there you go Catherine pointed out to me the other day that maurice changed the way he uses his voice when he's doing interviews what do you mean like his voice is different now the way he asks questions well he never played this what was the second clip you played seeing uh robert pattinson as batman for the very first time listen listen to how just like over the top maury is when he asks questions now in interviews when you saw robert in the batman outfit for the very first time on set what was that like for you (laughs) you know what i mean what is it mind it's over zoom and they're like they're sitting so far back so i need them to hear me Is that what it is? Yeah, because like he, they have to get the logo beside him, so they sort of scrunch him far back. So I have to, I feel like I have to yell for him to hear me on the other side of the room. <laughs> he has an earpiece in his ear. Yeah, he can hear you just fine. He can bro. hear you just fine. Uh, you can see Andy Serkis play Alfred in Are the you Batman. Excited? Out on How Friday. about the Batman? <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Hang on, I just gotta see if this is actually a thing. Because I don't, because I, every now and then I feel like I'm being trolled, like sometimes when I read something. Mm-hmm. So we always complain everything, every movie now is either intellectual property or a reboot or a sequel or whatever. And everybody's like, oh, why can't there just be original movies? <clears throat> and then there's a movie coming apparently to HBO next month about a killer baby. <laughs> What? <laughs> called <laughs> called the baby. 
Did you watch the trailer? I have not. Is Wait, there an actual trailer? It's just called it's the, the baby. Click the link. It's a Put, can send it to us. Send it to us. Put it in the system so Mocha can play it. Oh no no no. Why? Okay, maybe it's, it's why. Okay. Is it, is it too, swear? Is it, is it sweary? Does the baby it's, swear? No no no. It's just a lot of music. Oh but, that's fine. That's yeah. fine. Stick it in anyway. I just need to hear a woman go. The baby tried to kill me or whatever the line is because somebody has to no, say something like that in the trailer. On. So apparently the baby is about a thirty eight year old woman who's tired of watching all her friends have babies. Uh, but when she ends up taking care of a child, she learns, quote, the true extent of the baby's deadly nature and then tries to get rid of it. So it's a, oh, it's a show. It's not even a movie. Eight episodes. Oh, come on. I ain't watching that. Why not? You wouldn't watch that? You're not You're not interested in a killer baby? The baby goes around killing? Yeah. Like, I don't know how. Like, I don't know whether. How old is the baby? Baby can't even okay, walk. Okay, well, I don't know. I don't know. But, uh, but like. <laughs> But I need to know this stuff. Like, like can the baby crawl? Like, is, is the it, baby crawling around killing people? Well, that's what I need to know. I need to know, is this baby deadly through, like, telekinesis, where it does, like, where it can just control things and make you, like, walk in front of a bus? Or is the baby, like, walking around with a knitting, knitting needle in its hand, stabbing people in the, the with legs? With little hands? Yeah, until they bleed to death. Like, how is the baby doing the killing in this, Maury? <laughs> Help me out here. I'm not going to spoil it for you. How is the baby doing the killing? Hold How on, does the baby kill? The does the show. baby kill through mind tricks or does the baby kill through like, other things? Like physically kill somebody. Like physically kill. Like there's like strangling. Like there's there scenes of a baby it, strangling somebody. Stick its giant baby arm down somebody's throat <laughs> yeah, like, like, until they choke happens? to death. Can you hear this? <laughs> what happens? Is it bad? There's no swearing in this, is there, Maureen? Before you had the kids. Okay, well, you, there better not be. That's Come okay. on now. It's a fair question. Um... Oh no. It's hard to explain. Okay, come on, get to the killing baby part. Oh, oh. What no. happens now? I know I'm not your mom, and you know I'm not your mom. Is that the baby talking? Who's that talking? I had this baby. Oh, oh, okay. So what happened? What's happening now? They're in the woods, and, and kids are throwing yeah, rocks at each other. Okay. Turn the volume down on what you're watching. Turn the volume down. Because we can't hear you. Every monster needs a mother. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> and the playground and the baby's crawling I can't around. hear can't you, hear you man. Oh. To mothers and the children that make them. Oh, God. Who's that? So, does the baby kill anybody in the trailer? Maury, you're you're like the worst you're at the describing worst at what's happening on the You're the worst at this. God, you're the absolute worst at this. What happened? What were we just the, listening the, to? The trailer froze. And oh, the my kept- oh my god. Okay, Dude, never mind. Honestly, never- so does the baby? Maury, does the baby? Str- how does the baby kill people? It doesn't show you. Oh. <laughs> how did we go from I don't want to spoil it to I don't know? How does that happen? Just say, I don't know. Just say, I don't don't know. know. Why do you got to lie all the time? Why do you have to to lie all the time? Anyway, now I'm frustrated. I'm never going to watch this (laughs) damn show. Uh, If you are interested in watching a television show about a killer baby, and again, we don't know if the baby like uses telekinesis or if he goes at you with a tiny pair of toenail clippers, Um, but the show is uh, on HBO, premieres on uh, April 24th. It's called The Baby. It's uh, eight episodes. Enjoy. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh-oh, the celebrities are at it again. What happened? Uh, so it's never a good idea when the famous get all up in their own head when something is happening globally. 
whether it be with Russia invading Ukraine or the pandemic. Do you remember when Gal Gadot got all her famous friends at the beginning of COVID in 2020 to do that cringe version of Imagine? Like we could somehow stop it? You know, I kind of just forgot about it. Thanks for bringing it up again. Imagine there's no heaven. <laughs> it's easy if you try. Oh, no hell below us. Above us only sky. Imagine all the <laughs> well, I, I tell you. Who was, I in, feel, who was in that? Who was in that video? I feel better. I feel so much better, guys. Who was in that video, Morning? Take my mind off of the pandemic. Who was that? Uh, so you get this, right? And, and and sorry, go ahead, Chad. Sorry, you got uh, Kristen Wiig, yeah. Will Ferrell, Natalie Portman, Jamie Dornan, <laughs> Jay Dornan. Oh. Okay. So yeah. Kravitz. Everybody did it, right? And it was cringe. And so now we get to uh, Annalyn McCord. You know Annalyn McCord from the uh, reboot of 90210? She was in Nip Tuck. Uh, she was in the OC before that. And she did a spoken word poem directed to Vladimir Putin that was uh, called, uh, If I Was Your Mother. Dear President Vladimir Putin, I'm so sorry that I was not your mother. If I was your mother, you would have been so loved, held in the arms of joyous light. Never would the story's plight, the world unfurled before our eyes, a pure demise of nations sitting peaceful under a night sky. If I was your mother, the world would have been warm. So much laughter and joy and nothing would harm. I can't imagine the stain, the soul-stealing pain that the little boy you must have seen and believed and the formulation of thought quickly taught that you lived in a cruel, unjust world. Is this why you now decide no one will get the best of you? Is this why you do not hide nor away shy from taking back the world? It was it because so early in life, all that strife wrapped your little body with fear. Come on now. Look at Deepa's dying. Mother, if the, the world was cold, so I'd have bad. died to make you warm. I'd have died to protect you from the unjust, the violence, the terror, the uncertainty. I would have died to give you life. Okay. Oh, okay, hold on, though. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> Annalyn, though, right? Yeah. Let me ask this question. Yes. You know the guy's mom's, though? No, and here's the thing with this, right? too. How one, do you know? Uh, one, the whole thing is ridiculous. It two, is. Uh, so what, you're blaming his mother. That's that's the other part of it. Yeah. And, and two, you think that, like, good moms can't have terrible uh, kids that grow up and do terrible things? Right. That's just not right. But, uh, but putting it in poem form and everything else. So the responses to this have been unbelievably brilliant. So here's uh, the first response I want to play you. This is from uh, uh, Kate on, uh, on Twitter. Dear President Vladimir Putin... I'm so sorry that I was not your mother. You would get so many raspberries after your bath. Real funny ones on your little Putin belly. You'd laugh so much you'd shake like a bowl of Putin jelly. If I had been your mother, I'd let you stay up late to watch 90 Day Fiance. You wouldn't understand it, but we'd have fun anyway. If I were your mother... I would rely upon you heavily for likes on Instagram for your uh, evil, which would build your self-esteem. And you'd say, I like myself the way I am. If I were your mother, you wouldn't have to invade Ukraine. Instead, we'd splash in puddles in the driveway in the rain. Perhaps it's not too late. We can spare the world such pain. 
Come over and bake cookies. We'll use up all the sugar cane. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, it's here, not too late. Here's it's not my, too late. It's not too late. Um, here's my favorite. This is from uh, somebody named Lard Straw Hat on Twitter. Dear Vladimir Putin, I wish I was your lover for real. We could have been cooling in the harbor downtown Baltimore for real. Eating crabs, some hot fries for real. I'm showing you how to make it. Really be a, like just a, gra- a dragger for real. So um, I really wish I was there for you. Like as your brother, your homie, like your rider. Anna Lynn waking up today just regretting everything. It's still there though. She didn't pull it down. She did not delete it. That's why you know, you know, she's at next. She's like still next level. She believes in it. Can you play how this guy says Vladimir Putin again off the top, please? Yeah, absolutely. Dear Vladimir Putin. (laughs) Vladimir. Uh, And continuing on. Continuing, Vladimir Putin. continuing on with these celebrities are at it again. Joy Behar on The View yesterday, uh, making everything that is happening with Russia invading Ukraine all about her. And oh, my God, what if my vacation is ruined? Estimates are 50,000 Ukrainians will be dead or wounded. Yeah. And that this is going to start a humanitarian crisis, a refugee crisis in Europe. We're talking yeah. about five million people yeah. that that are going to be displaced. Yeah. I mean. It's it's heartbreaking to hear what is going to happen. Yeah. Well, I'm scared of what's going to happen in, in Western Europe, too. Yeah. Ah. You know, you just you plan a trip. You want to go there. I want to go to Italy for four years. I haven't been able to make it because of of uh, the pandemic. And now this, you know, it's, yeah. it's like who's going to what's going to happen there? Yeah. Oh, my God. I am so <laughs> embarrassed for her. That is. If only the Ukrainians could stop getting themselves blown up. I could really enjoy Italy. You know who she should reach out to? She should write a letter, I think. Joy Behar should write a letter. And when sitting down to write it, she should start it like this. Dear Vladimir Putin. (laughs) (laughs) Come on now. Dear Vladimir Putin. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. We got these gas prices to worry about. Yeah, what the hell's going on with that? I mean, I know what's going cents. on with that, but it's supposed to go up how much? Like to a uh, buck. I think it's like a buck seventy-one tomorrow. But it's going to go up by what? Like eleven, 11 cents, cents tomorrow? Yeah. Oh, yeah, for yeah, God's yeah, yeah. sake! Yeah, filling up gas lately has been for me anywhere from a uh, hundred to like one ten. Yeah, and that. Same. I mean, I, I only do. I only drive from home to work, work to home, right? Yeah. So I fill my tank once a week. Although this past weekend we did as a little bit of a road trip, right? So within a seven-day period, I spent $230 (laughs) on two tanks of gas. That's a lot of money, I I guess. I know. So I am not looking for – and I know, like, you know, even though we have it bad here in Ontario, um, anytime we talk about gas prices, uh, Razamoka fans in Vancouver are like, yo, we've been dealing with $1.80 prices for weeks now. Because I've been having people like send me pictures of like SO and petrol stations out west with gas prices or like their receipt, right? Or when they finish pumping at the gas, what it says there, how much you paid. It's like 140, right? Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. It's ridiculous. That's crazy. Absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. How much does it cost normally? Like in a normal world, more? What does it cost to fill the Yaris? About 43 bucks. (laughs) Wow. Wow. And that'll last me about a week and a half. Really? Yeah, well, just, you're an eight-minute drive. 
Yeah, so like to my normal Morgan routine, your normal, about a your week normal and routine. And but to, but to fill, but to fill your your little the little bean that you drive <laughs> is fifty bucks. Yeah, yeah. Jesus. What about you, Sham? How much you pay? Uh, normally about seventy bucks, and my gas tank lasts about five days, five six days okay. for yeah. the most part. Yeah. I use points to fill my, my tank up. Driving my truck is like calling one of those old nine seven six numbers. Like mm-hmm. driving my truck is like three ninety nine a minute. Oh. Right, it's <laughs> you know what I mean. Getting in my truck, no, I don't actually. Getting in my truck to do anything is like paying somebody to talk dirty to you. Yeah, like it costs so much money <laughs> to drive my truck. Wow, it's it's rude. Like it's so it's just rude. But uh, but there's nothing. I'm, what am I going to do about it? Yeah. So if your tank is at half or even below half, yeah, might as well just fill up today. Yeah. Despite the bullet now, because as of tomorrow, prices are going up. Yeah. Right. Buck seventy. Buck seventy one. And, uh, <laughs> and who knows when it'll it'll drop? People with electric cars are laughing at us right now. Well, I'm laughing at them too because they're all driving ugly cars. <laughs> <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Coldplay teamed up with Spotify and released a couple of things exclusively for them. One of them being a cover of a song that Chris Martin said he was a huge fan of mm-hmm. back when it was released in 2008 and then took off in 2009 when a remix of it came out. The song is Day and Night by Kid Cudi. This track. Day and night. So this is the original. Really? Yeah, 2008. And then a production crew by the name of Crookers did a remix of the song. Like within a 12-month period. And that is the one that like really, really took off. You remember this? Oh yeah, this one, right? So yeah. you know this. A yeah. lot of people would know this one over the other one. So Chris Martin of Coldplay said, "Day and night, I loved it when it came out, and I still love, love, love it. This is the first time I think that we really taken proper time to record a cover because in my head, I could hear a version of it quite different from the original." That hopefully just reinforces what a brilliant song it is. One way or another, I hope that anyone listening will just think, "Wow, Kid Cudi is amazing." Man, but I don't know. I don't. I'm telling you, I don't know because Kid Cudi. You played Kid Cudi's version, right? It yeah. was as if I had heard it yeah. for the first time. This one here. So, so you're now you have two people. You got the the guy that remixed it, and now you have Chris Martin saying, "Hey, listen, that song you did, Kid Cudi, like it was okay." <laughs> Not but. the brilliant piece of work that Chris Martin is saying. But no, but but like you know, it could be better. <laughs> but, but listen, it was better when this version came out. That's what right? I mean. Right? This is now twice the guy who did the remix, right? And now Chris Martin. So here is Coldplay's version, their cover of Kid Cudi's Day and Night. Yeah. Which is literally a day and night version. It's so different. Day and night. I toss and turn, I keep stressing my mind, mind I look for peace, but see I don't attain What I need for keeps this silly game we play, play Now look at this Madness the magnet keeps attracting me, me I try to run, but see I'm not that fast I think I'm first, but I mean, it's cold, it's very cold play, right? I don't think it is very cold play, no? to be honest with you. I do. No. I just don't think it's that great of a track. 
the maybe original. That's why, maybe that's why you don't like it. I don't, I, yeah, I'm like, I, like, I, I, uh, I don't feel the way Chris Martin does about this song. It sounds like somebody when they're humming a popular song while folding laundry. Yeah. Yes. Record that, honey. Yeah. Put it on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> like. And it doesn't like the song doesn't pick doesn't up. Doesn't pick up at all. It doesn't from this like tempo that. and this tone, no. it's like this. Why is everyone doing such slower things these days? Actually, now the more and more I listen to this, yeah, it's pretty sad. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's very sad. Right? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, if you're yeah. into it, it's on Spotify right now. Coldplay did a cover of Kid Cudi's "Day and Night." That's what it sounds like. Now it sounds like a horror movie. Like Michael Myers is going to yes. jump out of the bushes and stab you in the face. Yeah, like for like Halloween 6, day and night. You know what I mean? Yeah. He'll get you in the day, get Man. you while you're sleeping. Get you at night. Anyway, uh, sorry for depressing you, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, thanks, man. Cool. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. The uh, Tinder swindler on Netflix mm-hmm. is doing the exact opposite what I feel the creators of the documentary <laughs> set out. Uh, Simon Levive is now charging $20,000 to make club appearances. And there oh. are clubs in Philly, in Boston, in Germany, and in Mexico that are trying to book Simon Levive really, to huh? make an appearance at their club. And like he just goes and says hi. Yeah, like yeah. he shows up and opens a bottle and he waves probably, and he probably like gets on the mic a couple of times and is like, "Yo, my enemies, my enemies." Yeah. Oh my goodness! Just right. does the whole thing. Welcome to club wherever club douchebag. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> we're gonna have a good time. Yeah, and let's listen to some music and then he'll like you know just pour shots for people. Right. Hang out, maybe get on the mic again, like two more times. Yeah, but people and then would show up grand. for him. Oh, Absolutely, I, I, I really do. Yes. I'm fully, I'm fully with you on that, Maury. People will show up. So, I'd rather go and meet the inventing Anna girl. I'm more fascinated about Anna her. Delvey. Anna Delvey. Yeah. So, I'm more fascinated about Anna Delvey than I am of Simon so Levayev. You, so you're very discerning when it comes to which criminals you want to hang out with. <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay. <laughs> so on top of making twenty thousand dollars for making a club appearance, yeah. have you ever seen somebody who loves a liar more than more? You know what I mean? I like, let's start a club, everybody. <laughs> Me, <laughs> Anna Delvey, Simon Levayev, everybody. Let's start a club. We'll be best okay, friends. Go ahead. Sorry. Um. So his uh his list of of I guess demands. If if he is to make an appearance at your club. Yeah. Includes bottle service, right. obviously, right? Obviously. A private jet, a suite at a five-star hotel, a black SUV car service, and two security guards to be with him the entire time Wait, he is there. But he has his own security guard, the guy that got hit in the head. Know, Who, Peter? Peter's down, though. And Peter's down, sent money. <laughs> yeah, my enemies. They got to Peter. <laughs> you didn't see the pictures. He was in the ambulance and everything. Yeah, his man. head cracked open. Yeah. He was not good. No. Blood all over his shirt. Yeah, <laughs> Peter's down, Peter sent money. You know, if Joe Exotic wasn't in jail, he this would we would be talking about his club appearances. Oh, of course yeah. we would All be. of them. All yeah, Joe Exotic would be like up at the Pride Parade, up at like the front Grand Marshal. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, hey, Carol Baskin. <laughs> <laughs> Happy Pride. <laughs> there you go. Simon Leviev, uh, the tender swindler, charging $20,000. 20 Twenty grand to make a club appearance. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. Time to get rid of those vaccine passports. Is that the deal? Unless you go to a place that still requires it. <laughs> so what now, like, now people can just 
do it if they want to do it? Well, that doesn't seem right to me. If they're getting rid of it, everybody should have to get rid of it. Yeah, so like establishments, if they um, want to keep asking for your vaccine passport, they can. Well, that doesn't seem right to me. Like there are two theaters not far from where we are here. Yeah, that are still going to yeah movie theaters that are going to require or that are going to ask their yeah I guess require right um, patrons to show the vaccine passport. I know Cineplex said that they're not. Yeah, certain restaurants said that they will. Yeah. But doesn't seem right to me. Like, doesn't seem right to me. Well, I don't know, man. But you, well, you weren't allowed to not ask for it when they told you to ask for it. I know. You shouldn't be allowed to ask for it when they said you don't have to ask for it. So that is happening. Um, the hell? Limitations on everything is like gone, like completely. So maximum capacity everywhere. Yes. Restaurants. Yes. You can go to the like the Raptors game today. <laughs> they killed Brooklyn last night. They did. It was like 130, 133.97. And then they're playing again tonight. So yeah. full capacity at Scotiabank Arena. Yeah. How many times have you had to use your vaccine passport? Um, I think three times. Three times, right? Because I don't go nowhere. How many, you, you, Maury, how many times? Twice. Where? At the at my boot camp and at the art gallery. <laughs> <laughs> when did you go to the art gallery? I went with my family back like last summer. We wanted to see like the Monet thing or something they had going on. Right, right, right. And sure. you had to show your passport. When did you oh, have to use it? Yeah. It was either maybe twice, actually. Twice for the you? The aquarium? Yeah. And then we went to get pizza at a place like last week. Yeah. And I was like fumbling around like it was my first time out of the house. Right. Because it was literally probably like the second time I was out of my house. Yeah. And I was like fumbling around my phone. I couldn't find the passport. Right. And then eventually I was able to find it and then show my ID. Yeah. I just showed a picture of my piece of paper. Like I took a picture of my... Yeah, they accept. Thing. Yeah, they accepted yeah, yeah, that. Yeah. No problem, right? Yeah. Shan, when, how many times do you have to use your passport? Uh, I think like three times. Twice to eat, once to go get sushi, and then the other time, um, the priorities. Other time. You really find out the priorities when you start going. Hey, when did you have to use your passport? Yeah. Right, sushi, man. Sushi had to do it. Yeah, well, I mean, that was interesting. Nobody's movie. saying Zanzibar, right? You know, well, sushi in the. Oh, we got sushi. <laughs> we, we got sushi. We got art gallery, and, uh, and the aquarium. And the over aquarium. Don't you see yeah, no. <laughs> what's that? What about you? Yeah, like the mall food court when we I had to go shopping for rocks and yeah. she wanted fries, right? But uh-huh. I couldn't find mine, so I had to stay on the other side. Of you had to the, show to get into the food court or into the mall. Like in, to, you could get food at the stall, but you couldn't go and sit at the food court. Oh wow! You How didn't, you didn't have to sense. show it to get into the mall. You're not a moving thing. You're I, sitting still. Bro, don't even don't yeah. just don't. It's so it was so stupid. I got so mad. I wasn't allowed to sit. Right, like yeah. I had to I had to go stay on the outside of the of the pen where they were all allowed to. As soon as they sat there, so they could all whip their there, masks off. You're standing there with the food in your hand. Yeah, and then I went and did busy work. I think I said I had to go buy a flashlight or something like that. Oh, you should so, have just sat on the floor. Yeah. Yeah, I should have. Yeah, like, like high school. No, because in my physical condition, if I'm on the floor, they call 911. You know what I mean? <laughs> right? Like, Man down. Yeah, yeah. You can't, yeah. If you're 25, you can sit on the floor. Yeah. You know, I think that's the cutoff age when you're at a mall. If you get tired, you can just sit on the floor. Like, I used to sit on the floor of the mall all the time when I was, like, in my early 20s. Yeah, yeah. You can't, when you look like I do, you can't sit on the floor in a mall. Yeah. Is nah, it ambulance or police? Nah, yeah, it's not good. It's like, it's they, just no good news. No, that's when mall, that's when everybody, like, decides to be the hero. Mm-hmm. Right? I don't need a hero. I don't need you to come up scene if I'm okay. Nah, leave me alone. I could try to eat my fries. <laughs> I'm tired. Leave me alone. Right? <laughs> <laughs> if you go to the bay and grab me a blanket, yeah, that'd be appreciated. Yeah. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is My question is Got a problem you can't fix. Roz and Mocha got you. Hi, Michelle. Hi. It's Roz and Mocha. How are you? 
I'm good. Good, good, good. So, what's on your mind? Why are you reaching out to us today? Well, my ex's new wife, she needs to know where when she's not welcome to visit. Oh, yeah. Wow. Ross says, hey, Razamoka, fix my life. My ex is remarried, and after more than eight years of no involvement or contact, he now wants back in our lives. How do I deal with his new wife being around my child? Uh, I asked him not to bring his wife for visits, but she still shows up. My ex uh, deciding to be in contact with my child is only because his wife can't have his kids. wife can't have kids and they want to play house. I don't feel comfortable with this. And my child doesn't want anything to do with her father. Uh, what do I say to him to have him listen uh, and respect our wishes? How Tough many call. times uh, has this conversation happened, Michelle? Every time we have access with my daughter, she always shows up at every single visit. I've mm-hmm. mentioned it to him many times. If this is your access with your daughter, please do not have your wife come along. Okay, why why are you hesitant to have your ex's new wife show up? First of all, she discra- uh, disregards my instructions and or my request, also returns the child late. She thinks um, buying things will get her connected to my daughter. She forces her interactions with my daughter. She's controlling, which is benefit on only on her benefit or her conditions. Calls the school to even just check up on the child. Mm-hmm. And as soon as my child gets into their car, she looks at me and gives me that look of, like, ownership and control, and I can't stand that. Just because you can't stand it, though, like, this is a reality of divorce. Yeah, I understand that. But, it I is. mean, if it's access between the child and her father getting to know each other, then... But I don't think that... But I don't think that that's up to you, though. I'm not there at the visit, so why does she need to be there at the visit? But, what, but, what's, the, but what's the arrangement? Because he, you're, cause you're, your ex, you know, obviously you guys have some sort of arrangement where he has he access... he followed that since day one. So now I told him he can see her anytime. No problem. Just, I mean, there's no fine print of saying he can only see her on certain days. He hasn't followed that since day one. But I gave him the chance of seeing her whenever she, whenever he wants. Are you just pissed at this new wife? In a way, yes. Yeah. Yeah, of course. That's the reality. <laughs> she's the one who's insisting for him. To I know, I know, I know. But I think that you just pissed that she exists in general. Oh, I, no, no, no. Not necessarily. But she wants to get herself connected to my child. And that, I can't but that, but, but that in a weird, I mean, and I know she rubs you the wrong way and everything else, right? But when you look at the sort of two potentials for your ex having a new wife, would you rather him be with somebody who actually wants to build a bond with that kid, who shows an interest in that kid, uh, who wants to help sort of co-parent but still respect boundaries with that kid? Or do you want somebody who's like, ooh, get that thing out of the house? Well, you're right. But I mean, it's not even just that. There's a lot of history behind it. And the thing is, he's not even the one who wants to get to know the child. She does. Okay. First of all, you guys have to come up with some sort of agreement that everybody is on the same page. And whether you have to, whether you go to, you know, a professional and, and rework a, a custody agreement and all this stuff, you have to do that because boundaries have to be set. But I don't think you can just flat out say, I don't want my ex's new wife around my kid. True. I think that this is something that you guys have to sit down and figure out together. That's the thing. He cannot sit near. He is not safe around me. He doesn't feel comfortable. So I, he, doesn't, he doesn't feel comfortable. He doesn't feel comfortable. Why? No. What's his I don't reason? Know. He just says his safety is at risk. That's all I know. I don't know why. What happened? Nothing. Where did that come from? Why I did, have no idea. Why did you guys break up? We just had our differences. We didn't get along anymore, and it just was a unhealthy relationship let's just say okay okay and then for eight years he wasn't in your child's life up until pretty much since day one new she was wife around 11 okay uh, the thing is he hasn't been around since she was born why 
he just so wasn't ready, and he said it was too soon to meet her. Okay. So then the new wife comes into the picture, and she's the one that says to him, presumably, like, you need to build this bond with your child. Yes. Okay. Right. So you yeah. should be. You and should actually. You should be kind of thankful. Is he a good guy? He was at one point, but I don't know about now. He says he's changed, but I don't think he has since he's bringing up the past and thinking that I'm still the way we were before, and I don't know why he's still doing that. How were you? How were you before? What do you mean the way you were before? We just didn't have a good relationship but near the end of it how does your daughter feel about i guess her new stepmom uh no not her stepmom but uh no she doesn't even <laughs> want to have anything to do with her father or her you guys you have to sit down and figure all this out mm-hmm. um and yeah. and i think that you have your ex having a new wife is a reality of divorce and i think that and i think that i think that you i think that the fact that you have somebody who is interested and actually has what it seems like to me the sort of well-being of your kid top of mind she knows she's never going to be the mother right that's not mm. she knows that but she's, she's present. Probably going above and beyond which you're noticing because of that because she knows that she will never be that child's mother right True. But you have to stop with the willy nilly stuff. You have to, you guys have to, ha- you have to hammer out specific details and boundaries together. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I, I don't know the laws. I don't know the rules, but I'm just saying off the top of my head from people that I've known in this exact same situation, you can't prevent uh, your, hu- your ex-husband's new wife from seeing your kid. Okay. Yeah. But I think the three of you do need to get into like a room That's with a I've professional. Many times. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I've suggested to sit down and talk about this and clear it out and be all on the same page, but they don't follow. You have to all get together. Uh, the, the, the only person that matters in all of this is the kid, not of your course. feelings. Okay. I not that. not your feelings. Yes. Not her feelings, not his feelings. The only thing that you guys have to do is you have to go, uh, all of you get together and go, we are now team. Let's not screw up this kid. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Somehow they have to have it on their terms only. They don't accept well, my terms. Well, yeah, but you, yeah, but you all, you can't have it all on your terms. I didn't even. I'm not even asking for much. I just asked for one simple thing. If I can't be there on the visit, sure, she can maybe accept that and not be there for you know. I know, visit. but, and then uh, but get I, to know, I, and then later on, once I, they know each other, then she can join in. I know, but that may be that may be unreasonable to them, right? Having you sit there but watching I, every move they'd make. No, 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 no. I mean, once the father and the daughter get along, yeah. then she can go and join them in the access. But right now they don't even know each other. So how yeah, is she supposed I don't, to I don't know. know him? I don't know. You guys have it's to get, you, you have to get together with a professional to figure this out. Mm-hmm. Alrighty. Okay. All right. All right, love. Thanks, Michelle. Thank you very much. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life on KISS. 19-year-old Magic Matt has almost 6 million followers across IG, TikTok, and YouTube and creates amazing paper art cutout illusions that's getting recognition from folks like all around the world. He's done stuff for the NHL, NFL, BuzzFeed, and also happens to be a massive fan of our show. Magic Matt, welcome to the Roz and Mocha Show. How are you, buddy? Oh, I'm doing fantastic. You know, greatest radio show in the world. What more can I ask for? Uh, we want to play uh, your video that you did that uh, we saw, and then we'll come back and we'll we'll describe what it was that you did because you're like a you're like a magician artist, right? So here we want to play this for everybody else. Listen to this. Make Ross and Mocha from Kiss FM out of paper. After 14 hours of work, I present you a shocking art piece of my favorite radio show host that I listen to every morning. Ross and Mocha's voices are literally the first thing I hear every day when I wake up, and they never fail to make me laugh. By creating this art, I hope that someone on their team will see this and hopefully have me on the show. That would honestly be a dream come true. Anyway, I failed this art four times. 
So if you don't mind, could you please share this video to help get it out there? And maybe you can help make my dream come true. So what you're looking at, it's a piece, you have a piece of paper in your hand, right? And you have a right. razor blade in your hand. And then you just start doing stuff with a razor blade. And then all of a sudden you hold up a piece of paper. It's all cut to pieces, but it's our faces on it. What do you do? Like with yeah. shadows and everything. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, I actually have it right here. We can take a, another look at it. What it is basically is that yeah. I look at the picture and I see like where are the darker spots supposed to be. Like usually hair is a bit darker if they're wearing a dark colored shirt and things like that. I cut thicker lines there. So when you do the whole illusion and you zoom out from a distance, it looks like it forms the image of a face. So like, if you were to look at it close up, you can see it's just a bunch of tiny slits oh in a sheet of paper. Oh. The varying thicknesses of the line Damn, man. actually create the because image. So you can see. It looks like the, 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 the thicker cuts, right? Where there's more space oh in between God. the lines that create the shadows. It looks like the paper that you took like your finger and you like maybe squished the paper or something. But what you're saying is with the X-Acto knife or with the razor blade, you're just it's thicker cuts versus tinier ones exactly yeah gotcha. so when you cut out the the thicker parts like there's more uh, when you put it up against like a solid background um it becomes a Dude. solid color how, did, how do you get there. good at this like how do you like i i don't you know me okay i'm gonna ask you a question and everything that i say it comes from a place of love all right okay okay and i know you're a huge fan of the show so you're probably not going to take offense to this but like how far down like sort of nerd crafts did you go before you realize that this is something that you needed to get good at because this doesn't look like something you can get good at immediately yeah for sure well if you remember back in the day like do you remember the rainbow loom craze yeah um, i was actually huge on that like i just have a one right here i can show you like i used to make like little aliens and whatnot oh out my of god rainbow you loom? loom i loom brother let's <laughs> <laughs> see and just like yeah just like a ton of like origami and drawing and just just things like that and i was like you know what maybe i can take this to the next level and you know start actually cutting the paper and just get get my mind going and just experiment with that so yeah quite a bit into the nerd rabbit hole I'd and, say. and how long have you been doing this matt oh I, I think i started in like november or so and i actually started with like a, a different style of cutout yeah i would actually if you remember like the paper snowflakes you probably did in like grade seven where you like fold them up and then get the scissors and cut it out and it forms a face. I used to do that style. And actually, I did one of Raw's a little bit ago. And you can see oh my this one is actually God. Raw's Whoa, face. Yo, that's amazing. Hey, be careful with that. Slicer. That's my face, man. <laughs> <laughs> one more to it. That is so crazy. Hey, does, is it true the NHL wants you to do one for them? Absolutely. I was just in talk with them yesterday. Uh, they want me to do McDavid. If you keep an eye out, if you follow NHL on Instagram. You'll probably be seeing me on there in the next week or so. <laughs> uh, we had, after you posted your video, Matt, uh, we had like, I don't even know how many, but we were just like inundated yeah. with your fans reaching out to us through DM being like, yo, you got to check this guy out. He's such a huge fan of the show. He's a talented artist. <sighs> Um, you must be getting requests from other people to do work for them outside of the NHL. Do you, uh, are your DMs blowing up? Like are regular people saying, hey, I'd love for you to do an artwork of like, you know, my girlfriend or of my family or of my husband, anything like that? Absolutely. Every day um, I get a ton from just people asking like, can you do like my brother, girlfriend, like pets a lot? Like I know dogs are a big one. Um, I haven't taken on any yet, but maybe that's something to think about in the future, like commissions. For now, I've just been doing like, sports teams and whatnot because like that's really what excites me but i know people are really into it and i'd love to give back so did the rock ever see the one that you did of his of his face oh 
I don't think so, but that was my most viral one. I think on yeah. TikTok it got like three point something million likes. Which How did the rock not see that one? It was so amazing. I <laughs> I don't know. Maybe one day. Maybe he one will. day. He will. Uh, so first, and th- thank you for being such a fan of uh, of this show. How, when did you start listening? Oh, it was actually in grade twelve. I'm nineteen now, so I had a virtual grad, and we didn't have like in person or things like that. And I remember Roz and Mocha, they put out a little video message to our school. I was like, oh, those are the guys from the radio. So then I started, I heard that grad message. It was pretty special to me. So I started listening to the show and I was like, these guys are hilarious. And just put like my morning radio, I set it to Kiss FM. And now every morning for like, I guess almost three years now, you guys are the first thing I hear. So we did a a grad grad video. Yeah. Yeah. You don't remember that? No. Man, no. Did I, what, did, I, did, I, did I say good stuff? Did I say good things? What did I say? Did I make oh, sense? Yeah. 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 Life changing stuff. Oh. Yeah. Know, right? Life changing. He doesn't even See? remember. <laughs> Yo, Magic Matt, uh, dog. Thank you so much for for sharing your passion uh, for our yeah. show with your followers. If people want to find you on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, they want to subscribe or TikTok, where do they go? Uh, everywhere, really. My main is TikTok, just the Magic Matt, and uh, YouTube's coming up on a close second. So yeah, if you want to see the content, just the Magic Matt on your favorite platforms. Matt, we want to thank you for taking time to join us. You're a big fan of the show. We're a big fan of you um, and your work. Before we let you go, between Roz and Mocha, who's your favorite? Oh, Roz, you know I love you, but... It's got to be Mocha. Oh, man. Hey! Yo, you don't even remember the grad message we sent <laughs> yeah. You think he's really going to pick you now? <laughs> After those life-changing words? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Matt, you're the best, man. We love you. Thank you so much, dude. Thank Take care, you. brother. Right love on, you guys. Brother. Love Take you care, too, man. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. See you, buddy. Take care. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. You know that uh, Lupin show on Netflix? I know Shem is a huge fan of that show. Was that the, um, uh, what's his name, Sean? Lupin. Who's in so, that? So uh, it's an unknown actor, uh, at least in North America, but uh, that's a show where the guy is he, he's a thief and he avenging his dad and he's a you know, man of mystery, that type of thing, black it's gentleman. O- it's overdubbed, right? I remember watching the two seasons. Like they're- yeah, because it's a yeah. French show. Yeah. No, um, I, 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 know, I know the hugely... show. I, yeah, I know the show. I have not, I have not watched the show. It's good. It's good. I haven't, it? I haven't watched yeah. the, the latest season, but they're filming a new season um, right now, right? But it's like, you know, he's a thief, right? So I don't know if you guys heard this, but while they were filming in France, mm-hmm. right? While the actor was there on set, they got robbed. Oh. There's a show about a thief, and in real life, they got hit and robbed of $330,000 worth of equipment and stuff while they were oh, like filming the, oh like some like the, the crew got robbed yes oh, listen like, to this and this is like heavy who's gonna rob that oh you want to know you this is like straight out of the show 20 two zero, 20 masked robbers yeah busted onto the set throwing fireworks while the show was filming to distract everyone and then they just started taking stuff like what like cameras and stuff like yeah that, I guess, the eh? day before that happened yeah the set of the Crown, also on Netflix, yeah. was robbed. Really? Yeah, they broke Who into... Who the hell robs a movie set? They broke into a truck that was on set yeah. and then just started stealing a bunch of the props and, like, super expensive props that they have for 
the scenes yeah, in the yeah, crown. Yeah. So they're, they're trying to figure out, the police now are trying to figure out if these two are linked, if the robberies are linked. Well, I would say right? they're lucky. They're both being filmed in the UK right now. Lucky you got the prop truck and not the food truck. Otherwise, you're walking out of there with like some leftover fried chicken and tuna sandwiches cut in half. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> a couple Crumpets. of those Halloween sized bags of chips. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> you know, that's what you get hey, when you, when you go to Halloween that truck. Those Halloween sized bags of chips, right? I love them. Like, in comparison to a regular big size bag of chips, yeah. you could probably, in one sitting, because I guess psychologically, you look at the, the smaller bags, eat yeah. more chips using the smaller bags as you would a bigger size bag right yeah yes yeah yeah i i I never but my problem is this is that i could have five bags of the halloween size bag chips and i still feel unfulfilled right because psychologically when i open the bag and i only see five doritos in there yeah you're like, I want more. I want more. So you're going to go grab another bag. And Thank then you open you. that bag. Yeah. And there's what? Maybe six? What yeah. if they made the chips themselves smaller? <laughs> like mini? Like in, this, in the mm. Halloween size, if you psychologically saw... Say that word again. Say that word. If you psyche, psyche, psyche what? Psychologically. Psychia. 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 How do you spell psychologically? Just out of curiosity. Oh, jeez. Okay. Don't look it up. No, Make don't sure look it up. Look we can see you. We can see you. I'm using here. my finger on the desk. Okay, go. P S psych. P S H I Y C H. I'm lost. Say start again. Start start again. Start again. Psych. P S H I K I O L O G Y. No writing. No writing. No writing. No, no, I'm using Whoa. my finger on the okay. desk. Oh, that's right. Okay, okay. start again. Start again. Okay. okay. Start again. Start again. I know. I don't know why I'm telling him to like enforcing the rules here when he hasn't even got it right yet. Like I'm accusing the man of cheating on a, cheating on a wrong answer. Okay, go. Go. Try again. Okay, try go again. ahead. Psych- try again. P S I K. E O L O G Y. Psychological. Amazing. Why? No, I wasn't done. Oh. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Hey, Mocha. Yeah. Are you ready? Uh (laughs) Let's do the news. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. News break. Uh, Ukraine's uh, President Zelensky is encouraging resistance against Russia. This came in a new video statement on his uh, Facebook page today. Zelensky also criticized allies, saying that the sanctions against Russia are, quote, not enough. Here is President Zelensky. This morning we are defending our country alone. Just like yesterday, the most powerful country in the world looked on from a distance. Russia was hit with sanctions yesterday, but these are not enough to get these foreign troops off our soil. Only through solidarity and determination can this be achieved. Uh, Zelensky Damn. also ordered the uh, general military mobilization throughout the country as uh, Russia continues their assault. And Ukraine has also banned all male citizens 18 to 60 from leaving the country. Wow. You guys stay and fight. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Uh, Sean Penn is there. Did you see that? Yeah, he's yeah. filming a movie or something? He's What's happening? He's, he's been there for a bit, I guess. He's doing a documentary. Oh, documentary. But Sean Penn was uh, seen in the front row at a press briefing in Kiev yesterday 
where uh, high-ranking officials were discussing were discussing the uh, Russian invasion, and then again he was seen uh, in a meeting with the uh, with President Zelensky. Um, so he's apparently been working on a documentary about the escalation and the tensions and everything else in the country since last year, mm. and then flew to Ukraine earlier this week to get a firsthand look and shoot whatever they were shooting. But the last time Sean Penn did something like this was yeah. with El Chapo. You remember that? He was writing that article for Rolling Stone. Oh, right, yeah. And uh, he, like, flew out, took two tiny little planes and then drove for six hours up to the mountains to meet El Chapo. Yeah. But he was there to talk about drugs with El Chapo, but El Chapo thought that he was there to talk about making a movie about El Chapo. Um, and El Chapo had no idea who Sean Penn was. And then so El Chapo and his people started Googling Sean Penn. And then the Mexican government, like a week later, captured El Chapo. And they said that it was the meeting with Sean Penn was the thing that tipped him off. They basically blamed Sean Penn for the whole thing. Oh, no. And then Sean Penn was like, yo, wasn't me? <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, I, right. I, right? <laughs> like... He doesn't have a great, right? And the article was a disaster that he did for Rolling Stone, too. He said he regretted it. Could he even get out of the Ukraine right now if he yeah. wanted to? Yeah. I guess he could, right? Yeah. Yeah, he could. I mean, I mean, is he over 60? I don't know. Maybe they asked John Penn to stay and fight, right? Yeah. Grab a gun, Spicoli. You're on the front line. <laughs> Uh, but uh, but also in Ukraine right now is uh, Maxim uh, Cherkovsky from Dancing with the Stars. How do you say the guy's last name properly? I think it's... Uh, How do you say Krem- it properly? Kramovsky? Kramovsky. Kramovsky? How do you I say it? I believe so. Yeah? So Maxim from uh, Dancing with the Stars is there. He's in Kiev and uh, rarely gets into political conversations on social media. Wait, what's he doing there? Like so he just got I there? Think, yeah, I think that he just has like, that's like he has family there and stuff oh, okay, like this. Okay, I don't know okay. what he's doing. Maybe he's on tour. I don't know. Uh, but this was him pleading to the, uh, to the people of Russia through social media. Dear Russians, I know you know me and... I know there's a lot of people currently in Russia that are watching this, that are watching the news and hearing the propaganda and hearing this complete nonsense that's been talked about. I am not at this point someone who is pleading for someone else's safety from a far distance, from a safe distance. I'm somebody who's about to go into a bomb shelter because going down right so i think that in 2022 civilized world this is not the way we do things and i think that as a as a powerful forward-thinking nation of not a third world kind of country uh i think the russians need to get up and actually say something because no one's opinion is being heard um this is all one man's ambition and sticking wow. with Ukraine, this is the wildest. Now, it's not Sean Penn. It's not Maxim being there. The wildest part of all of this is that apparently Louis C.K.'s shows at the National Palace of Arts in Kiev, Ukraine, are still a go for this weekend. Excuse me? What? <laughs> Hold on, he's really there? Listen, yeah. When the you know, when the bills come in at the end of the month, Maury knows what this like. You gotta take the work when you can take the work, right? I saw yeah, just do the job. You have to so do I the job. So I saw that headline like on, on Twitter. Yeah. But I thought it was a joke. No, so uh so Louis C.K. has two shows in Kiev this weekend, and uh, a fan tweeted uh, on Wednesday that and the shows are still happening with a graphic that read, Dear attendees, Louis C.K.'s performance will take place as planned on February 25th and 26th, 2022. Oh, uh, there's tic- no way. 
Tickets for Louis C.K. show purchase earlier remain valid for new dates and uh, do not require exchange. While there's a war going on. So he's, got no a show, he's got a show tonight and there's tomorrow. There's no way that's going to happen. Uh, reps for Louis C.K. have yet to publicly confirm the status of his upcoming shows amid the Ukraine attack. Um, but nobody has said that they're not happening <laughs> either. Bro, there's <laughs> no on. way it's going to happen. I'm I know. S- there's no way it can happen. No, but not it's at all. Just, but they just, they haven't, can, they, I, do you even know at this point when a war breaks out in the country, even have to officially announce that something is canceled? I don't think you do. I think that everybody just assumes nobody's going to want to go like see Like everything comedy. is canceled there. Yeah. Like everything. Maxim's going into a bomb, a bomb shelter, right? Like a safe house. Yes. Right? Sean Penn is wearing full army, you know, combat protection, helmet and everything else. And you're telling me Louis C.K. is going to stand on a stage and do jokes? What's right? he going to joke about? Like, it's During just a time not, like this? It's just not happening anyway. So uh, no official word yet, but apparently Louis is doing shows. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. Uh, delegations from both uh, Russia and Ukraine are meeting, I guess, right now. It started at around 4 a.m. Maybe they're done already. I don't know. Uh, in an attempt to uh, negotiate a ceasefire as uh, Russia's just stock exchange remains closed, the ruble plummets. Uh, European nations and Canada said yesterday that they were closing the airspace to Russian uh, aircraft. And in an unprecedented move, the EU said that it plans to finance the purchase and delivery of weapons to Ukraine. They've never done that before. Um, the, uh, president Zelensky is not part of the delegation. I think that that's what a lot of people had thought that maybe he would have been going out there. What a stud that guy is, huh? Former stand-up comic, that president. Really? Is, yeah. How do you yeah. think I'm serious? Yeah. And then he's like, and now look at him. Like what a, like, have you ever seen, and, and also the what? mayor, Vitaly Klitschko is the mayor of Kiev, right? So Vitaly Klitschko and his brother, Vladimir Wait, Klitschko. the UFC fighters? No, the boxers. Oh, sorry, the boxers. boxers. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, so Vitaly's the mayor, uh-huh. and his they were his he and his brother are both there right now, uh, and his brother Vladimir dated he was the the big giant that dated uh, Hayden Panettiere for a long time. Oh, when right. you would see I those totally two, when that. you see those two in pictures, and they yeah. were both um, they were both heavyweight champions. What a switch them up for careers, huh? Have we ever? I've, I was thinking about this this morning. I think that we've only had, we have only known one politician in this country in our lifetime. Who if it went, if it all went down, mm-hmm. like if things were going down, tanks were rolling in. I think we've only known one politician who would have ran out of his office, put the camo on, grabbed a oh, machine gun and on. sat on top of a building. Schwarzenegger. <laughs> no, in, no, in our, in oh, our, in our time, our- like in our country. Mm. We've only known one. We've only oh. known one politician <laughs> yeah, who would have run out of that office, put oh. the camo on, grabbed the machine like gun. Seven- and sat on top of a building. R.I.P. R.I.P. <laughs> to the great Rob Ford. Yeah. yeah. Right? We all know Rob that. Rob Ford would have been powering through. Are you kidding me? Yes. But no, those guys, what a leader. My God. That guy is now cemented in uh, in, in history. And um, Putin has put uh, his people on uh, high alert for some sort of nuclear response. I don't know what the hell you want to call it. Um, a gr- listen, I, having grown up in the eighties, right? Mm-hmm. This is the kind of, I know people who didn't grow up in the eighties, right. Or the boomers before us, uh, they're quite used to this, right? So if, if you're young now, mm-hmm. right. Millennial, like me, Gen yeah. Z kind of thing, young this me, is, this is all new me, to yeah. you, uh-huh. right. Uh, just lean on the people that are a little bit older because like when, as soon as I hear Putin go like, we're going to DEFCON five, 
thermonuclear, uh, you know, uh, get the team ready. We may need to do response. My reaction to that is the same as it was in 1984, which is, cool, bro, you do what you got to do. <laughs> okay? Just leave me out of <laughs> just it. Leave, like, just stop. Just stop. It's not going to happen. So don't freak out over that. But, uh, but yeah, no, so that meeting is happening uh, in Belarus right now, um, and uh, Zelensky is uh, not part of it. But uh, it's, I guess good news, maybe, if you can trust the Russians, but who in the hell would want to do that? The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. Um, John Mulaney was hosting Saturday Night Live on the weekend. I don't, John Mulaney hosts five times Saturday Night Live, right? Like, I, I, I know he has, like, a huge, massive fan base, and I know he used to be a writer on SNL and all that stuff, mm-hmm. but, like, I really don't know that much about John Mulaney. He's, he's like, I, no. I know fans love him, right? Married to Olivia Munn? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Recently, they just, recently. Yeah, they just had a baby. They just had a baby. Had- uh, but uh, his big story is that he uh, was a drug addict, and I guess he was, and then he wasn't, and then he fell off the wagon, and then recently he was, and then now he's just recently clean. And so this is part of his, you know, uh, my my life is fully turned around again. So play clip number two. This is John Mulaney walking onto the stage at uh, SNL. Thank you, thank you very much. It is amazing to be here hosting Saturday Night Live for the fifth time. I thank you. For many, many reasons, I'm grateful to be here tonight uh, after a very complicated year. It is wonderful to be in a place that's always emphasized sobriety and mental health. (laughs) (laughs) He's so good. Okay, so he talks about his intervention. Clip number three is uh, Mulaney talking about the the day the intervention happened. In December of uh, 2020, I went to dinner at a friend's apartment, but it was not dinner. It was an intervention for me, my least favorite kind of intervention. When I walked into my intervention, I knew right away that it was an intervention. Do you know how bad of a drug problem you have to have if when you open a door and see people gathered, your first thought is, this is probably an intervention about my drug problem. There's no other reason people would be behind a door. I walked in, there were six of my friends in New York in person, and six of my friends over Zoom from L.A. Oh, no. And you may be thinking, hey, if that was me, I would have been like, if you're so worried about me, how come you didn't fly in? (laughs) Don't worry, I said that several times. (laughs) I rang that bell as often as possible. (laughs) Oh, man, I forgot how funny that guy is. Oh, yeah, man. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, the SAG Awards, the Screen Actors Guild Awards, went down last night. Uh, Jess- Jessica they? Chastain won for The Eyes of Tammy Faye, Best Performance by Female in a Leading Role. Did, did you, you see watch that? that? Yeah, I did. And? It was, uh, it was uh, Jessica Chastain and Andrew Garfield. Um, well, I, I was always fascinated with that story of Jim and Tammy Faye Baker. Um, so, cause she was just such an incredible character. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, heavy makeup, right? Heavy makeup. Yeah. And, and I know that Jessica Chastain went into that movie thinking that because of the, the physical transformation that she had to do for the movie, it's like you start walking that line of where people are either going to be blown away or you're going to look like an SNL skit because mm-hmm. Tammy Faye, you know, very few people actually know Tammy Faye from actual Tammy Faye. They only know her from parodies. And so you run the risk of doing that. But uh, it looks like she she nailed it. I thought she was great in the movie. So she won. Um, but uh, what is it, Maury? Oh, What's uh, that? Uh, 
Say what? It was just shocking that this is the first time I think that there was an award show that we could not see in Canada. Yeah, well, the SAGs used to be that way. The 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 SAGs were the it first. It would air the day later in no, Canada. No, no, it wouldn't. It only happened after the writer's strike when all the other award shows that year canceled. Hmm. That's when they started putting the SAGs on TV. And it was geoblock. There's no way to watch them. Really, huh? Yeah. Oh, that sucks. Um, and uh, Will Smith won for King Richard, uh, best performance by a male actor in a leading role. Here's Will Smith. For male actor in a leading role. Will Smith That may have been one of the greatest moments of my career just now because my name was called for King Richard sitting next to Venus Williams. Oh wow. Venus Serena, the the Williams family, you you entrusted me and our group with your story. You didn't agree to put your name on it till you saw the final project. I agree. That's I get that. I get that. You know, <laughs> it's cool. That's that's real. That's real. Because we be messing stuff up sometimes. Um, <laughs> but when I got the call and you watched the movie and you said you loved it, I just want to say thank you very much. It was it was my deepest pleasure to honor your family and to tell your story to the world. Thank you all. I know I'm thinking too much. Thank you all. Thank you. Oh, wow. That uh, movie was incredible. Was it really? I haven't seen that yet. Oh, I will watch do. that. Yeah. Thanks, more <laughs> for your concern. <laughs> uh, Ted Lasso won for best comedy series. Yes. Uh, Succession won for best drama series. Yes. Uh, Michael Keaton won for outstanding performance by a male actor in a miniseries or television movie for Dope Sick. Did you see Dope Sick? I did not. Dope Sick is about the '90s. Um, opioid addiction sort of where it all started with uh, um oxycontin okay and how the pharmaceutical company manipulated every single piece of data and research and fda contact that they had to mislabel this as a safe drug Hmm. And they reinvented what it was to manage pain, but they were doing it in a way that they thought uh, they were selling as being revolutionary when what they were doing was creating a crisis that then took forever, forever um, to come to the courts where they could finally be held accountable. Mm. Uh, and uh, Michael Keaton is so good, and he plays uh, he plays the, the sort of main doctor in the miniseries. If you get a chance to watch it, it is it's brilliant. It's on Apple, it's, it's on right? Apple, yeah. yeah. Uh, and it's and it's heartbreaking. But uh, but this is Michael Keaton for male actor in a television movie or limited series. Michael Keaton. Keaton. Topsy. Are you kidding me? I have stage fright. Come on, Michael. Come on, Michael. Thank you very much. Sorry. Quick trick to the men's room. Oh, damn. It is packed, by the way. This is so nice. Thank you very much. I've sent out my preemptive thanks to everyone involved in this, especially Marnie. But mostly, given the subject matter, this is for my nephew, Michael, and my sister, Pam. I lost Michael, I lost my nephew, Michael, to drugs, and it hurts. This is for my sister, Pam. Thanks. Oh, man. Right? Heartbreaking. Absolutely heartbreaking. 
Um, he did say backstage that he thought he had 20 more minutes in the bathroom. Who's <laughs> what? Like he, he thought he had 20, 20 more minutes before his award. Now he yeah. had 20 more minutes in the bathroom. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Contact, bro. God, I thought I had 20 minutes in here. <laughs> Words, words, words. And uh, also, um, in a real beautiful moment, uh, Troy Kotzer won for CODA, for Outstanding Performance by a Male Actor in a Supporting Role. CODA was that movie with the young girl who sings, but everybody else in her family is is deaf. Mm. And he was the first deaf actor to win, uh, win in that category. So uh, congratulations to him as well. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. Um, a new study found uh, a lot of congestion in metropolitan areas inside cities could be fixed if they eliminated what mocha could be fixed if they eliminated what we're talking about congestion um, oh. backups annoyances accidents pedestrian being pedestrians if being hit they eliminated um like some street lights so you go a longer distance before hitting a street light rather than like Let's say every block or every two blocks. Maybe it's every three or four blocks. I see where you're going with this. Incorrect. Incorrect. They said. Oh, pedestrian crossing. No, incorrect. Sidewalks. People. People. Yes, Deepa, people. No, not people. (laughs) You need people in cities, Deepa. That's what what Russia's trying to do right now is eliminate the people in cities. Congestion. What what they say would, would work, the one way to get things moving, keep traffic moving, cut down on accidents, cut down on pedestrians being hit, is to get rid of left turns. Oh. Left? Yeah. I completely agree. Because how often are you stuck having to go around somebody turning left? Left turns at intersections. That's what holds everybody up, is left turns at intersections. I mean, I can see that, yeah. But then what do you do? Like, what if you but have to you get have over to, there? Yeah. you got to go right and then right and then right, cross over the street you were just on. It takes way go longer. Go right and then right again. Uh-huh. So instead of going left, right? That one time. That one time, i got to go right once, right twice, right three times, right four times, right five times. To get to that one to, spot. To get to that, to get to that one spot. Or give spot. everybody an advanced left, and if you don't make the advance, you have to go forward. No, because people just no. sit there waiting for the next advance left. Yeah. No, no, if you don't make it, if it goes green, you I'm have to go I'm with you forward. on that. I'm with you on that. If you don't make that advanced green, you got to go, go forward. You can't just sit and hang out and wait for the next one. Yes, I fully agree with you, Maury. And then go right, 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 right. And then, yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's the worst. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. Uh, Benedict Cumberbatch, while receiving his star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, uh, had a few words for uh, the crisis and invasion uh, and for the people of Ukraine. I can't speak today at this amazing moment in my life on this extraordinary platform without acknowledging the obvious of what's happening in the Ukraine and to show my support for the people of Ukraine, my support for the people of Russia who are opposing the kleptocracy and the idiocy of their rulers. But it's more now for all of us to do than just have thoughts and prayers. We need to act. We need to go on to embassy websites. We need to see what we can do as citizens of the world. You can support organizations. You can support those who help refugees on the ground. You can support human rights organizations. You can pressure your politicians, your bank, your uh, industries to recognize anything that you can do to help. And it is possible. There's a lot going on um, for us to be considerate of to be kind of, to try and understand what legacy is and how to leave something that's going to last longer than this star in a better nick than where we found it. And we have to double down our efforts. Um, what you have is uh, 
a lot of people sort of taking that on and doing things that they feel that they should be doing. I'm, I've seen a lot of videos of people throwing vodka down sewers and stuff. And I know that last week they were banning Russian products from liquor stores all over the country and the LCBO in Ontario. So before you start throwing your stoli down the um, down the sewer, right? Mm-hmm. Let me can I let me just run down where like a lot of popular vodkas. Some of them sound very Russian, but are not actually Russian. So before you go wasting your vodka, also you already paid for them, right? <laughs> yeah, I know, so... I know, I know, I know, I know. Jokes uh, on you, pal. Right. So Absolute is Sweden. Uh-huh. Um, Stoli is uh, from Latvia. Mm-hmm. Okay, so not Russian. Uh, Grey Goose, France. Sky Vodka is American. New Amsterdam is American. Smirnoff is UK owned, made in the USA. Okay, so stop. They dump. got your money already. Okay, so stop dumping your Smirnoff down the sewers. Uh-huh. Uh, Kettle One, Netherlands. Uh, Svedka is Sweden as well. Ciroc is France. Belvedere is Poland. Um, oh, thank God. Keglovich is Italy. Uh-huh. Uh, Romanov vodka is actually made in India. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Um, Russian Prince is made in Canada. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Yeah. yeah, because people like people will brand their vodka as Russian because it's perceived as being superior, you know, superior yeah, right? Like, because we all just have this thing of like the best vodka comes from Russia, uh-huh. right? So Russian Prince is a Canadian vodka. So stop throwing Russian Prince down the sewers. Also, you already paid for it. Uh, the only real, like there's a couple that you would find maybe in like your local liquor store, and that is Gold Symphony is definitely Russian, mm-hmm. and Russian Standard is definitely Russian. But all those other vodka vodkas that sound russian are not actually russian mm-hmm. right so also, you already paid for it right so right yeah so just like chill out with the dumping down the sewers okay that's a, a lot, lot of, how much vodka you think is in the sewers right oh now? a lot I, I i can't tell you the amount of videos i saw yeah, dude ton. screw you putin right yeah. and they're just like dumping you like i'm bro like so much like that's a good swedish vodka you're throwing <laughs> away right there right you know <laughs> The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, explain this to me, Maury, because if there's anybody who knows what went on, you're the guy that knows what went on. Did Cristiano Ronaldo do an oh, IG live where yeah. all he did was shower with his underpants on? He did, and it was fantastic. But the <laughs> thing, the thing that I found really weird is usually when you turn on a shower, the nozzles are right in front of you. Right. The nozzle for his shower is around the corner. So he leaves the shower, water's still going, and then he goes around the corner to turn the nozzle. When talking about Cristiano Ronaldo taking a shower on IG Live and Maury starts talking nozzles, <laughs> were you not surprised a little bit that he was actually talking nozzles yeah. instead of nozzles? <laughs> yeah, I was about right? to, I, I had my finger on the bleed button just yeah, in case. I, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So explain the nozzle to me again more. So the nozzle for his showers yeah. around the corner where usually nozzles are right in front of you. Mm-hmm. Right. I have a, an answer for that, though. Yeah. Do you know why that happens? It's so that you could turn the water on and let the water warm up before you step under the shower. Oh, that's so smart. Anyway. Right. So. Oh, but he looks fantastic for his age. So what, what was what? he doing? He was just showering. His age? With Isn't his... that guy like 37 or something? Yeah. Yeah, but he looks fantastic for his age. <laughs> Maury. You know what I mean? Like Maury, Maury's the only point of reference is himself, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 50-year-old he just showered. Literally, so, it was a 23, 24 second video. Oh, it was short. It was super short. Oh. And you see mid-shower, he sort of, uh, I guess, wets his hair. Right. Mm-hmm. And then wets his body. Right. Mm-hmm. 
rubs his abs. Does he sing or anything like this no, or no? He kisses he... to the camera at the oh. very end. He gives a blows. Oh. It wasn't like a like an ad for something. Not at all. No. Like not, it was. Just what about like the underwear that he was wearing? No. You, you see a logo see a like no, Calvin Klein in it? No, he's too far. No. 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 Interesting. Play. Play. You have the clip here. Oh, do I? Nothing happens. It's literally just the sounds of a shower. But I don't think we can do the story without the clip. So here it is. This right here is Cristiano Ronaldo, IG Live, showering for fans. Where is it? I you know, you know how many people tuned into this, by oh, the okay. way? You know how many people tuned in to, to watch Cristiano Ronaldo shower for five, uh, for 25 seconds? Like 670,000 people. Oh, wow. Almost a million people. Wow. Turn the nozzle. Showers off, yeah. yeah. And then and now he's blowing the kiss. That's it. Oh. That's all you get. Six hundred and seventy thousand people Boring. watch the man shower in and his if underpants. I did that, there wouldn't be that many people watching. Oh, Seymour, you shouldn't have said that. Guess what you're doing at 2 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, so there was a fake version of Kanye's Donda 2 that wound up on iTunes and Kanye didn't release Donda 2 on iTunes, Mm-mm. but I guess somebody managed to release something and called it Donda 2 and put it on iTunes, and so many people downloaded it that it was ranked in the top 20. Oh, jeez. And, like, the real Kanye album has 16 tracks. This thing only has 11 tracks, and mm-hmm. they're all instrumental. But people were downloading it like crazy without even knowing what it was, and you have to hear this hot garbage music that whoever recorded this stuff and listen, maybe I shouldn't say that. I'm sure the guy's talented as hell and everything else and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, here it is. Okay. But, uh, but you have to listen. Let me play, let me play a couple tracks. What? Yes. Look at how it's listed on iTunes though. Yeah. Let me see. Donda two. Look at the artist. Can you see that? Oh yeah. Wanye Kest. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, man. Okay. So this is, uh, people who downloaded this and again, put it into the top 20. So a lot of people downloaded it. This is, uh, Wanye Kest, Uh the artist who uploaded Donda two. So here's track uh, one for you. Sounds terrible. Terrible. It's terrible. There's no way. <laughs> okay. Go to track two. There's no way Kanye would ever produce okay. a beat that go sounds to, like go that. Go to track two. <laughs> oh, so dumb. Now, do you think that this is a like a goof top to bottom, or do you think that this guy worked real hard on this music and wanted to get it out there? So the plan was to that's exactly Wanye what I think it is. Yeah, yeah. I think that this person thinks that they are a wants hot to get producer. Their beats out. Yeah, yeah, and wants to get the recognition for it and be like, get the attention of mainstream artists to be like, those beats sound hot. I want to work with that artist. Right. Want to go track number three? Oh yes, please. Yeah. <laughs> Wanye Kest, how dare you? Deepa, you're not loving this, are you? There's no way you're loving this. Deepa's sitting there bopping. So, Shem, what the hell's going on with you guys? I actually do like this. You do? You don't. doing it too. No, you yeah. don't. Are you doing this? Are you bobbing your head, like, ironically? March's recap's going to be doing this. Beat. Shut <laughs> up. Both of you. 
the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. Uh, the Madonna biopic. Uh, hey, damn it, Maury. So yes, Madonna sir. is directing this movie, Drew which too, I think yeah. is a huge mistake to to put a story like this into the hands of somebody. But how with, else do you do a biopic unless if you're still alive to direct your own movie? But it's about people, you. But no, but people, people do do, you hire a great director. Yeah, I guess. But she did. She has directed before. <laughs> what did she, she direct? W.E. Okay. Had that go over. What's a W.E.? Well, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, what is that? Is that a... It was like a war picture, like a black and white movie. Yeah. <laughs> oh. said, a picture. Madonna directed it. Suddenly a picture. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Madonna, the, the early story was that Madonna had wanted Florence Pugh, or that was the, the rumor anyway, that she really liked Florence Pugh for the lead uh, to play Madonna in the movie. And I guess now that there's a story coming out of uh, three other actresses who have auditioned. So two from Euphoria, uh, Sydney Sweeney, and uh, Barbie uh, Ferreira. Mm -hmm. And then you get to Ozark's Julia Gardner, who is also uh, Anna Delvey in Inventing Anna on Netflix. See, the thing, they're Mm. all wonderful actresses. Right. But I guess until we see them in some sort of wig and makeup, we'll see if they look like her. I mean, Julia Julia Gardner in Ozark already sort of looks like Madonna. With that hair. Oh, a little bit. She looks like Madonna. From what era was that where Madonna had the short curly hair? What like era eight, was that? 98? No, was no, it? sorry. No. 80, like 80, so like, yeah. Blonde 80s, ambition. Man. Blonde, like blonde ambition, ambition right? Yeah, blonde yeah, ambition. She, like, Julia, Julia Garner on Ozark already sort of looks like blonde ambition Madonna, mm. right? But have you seen the uh, makeup? They can do incredible things, man. Oh, of course yeah. they can. Did you, have you started watching that Pam and Tommy show yet? No. Where they turned Lily, 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 Lily. James? Lily James into Pam Anderson? Uh-uh. Like I mean, I've seen the picture. Bro, I've seen the trailer and everything. No, but, I know, but when you see her, like, in scenes and everything, it is so freaky how much she looks like Pamela Anderson. Like, yeah. it's wild how much she looks. And I, really, it comes down to two things. Eyelashes and lip liner. There you go. Lip liner. Lip liner. <laughs> and then suddenly you're Pamela so Anderson. Madonna, Madonna, you better load up at Sephora. <laughs> right? Yeah. So, so I don't know. So I think, I don't know uh, Julia Sweeney that well. I stopped watching... Uh, um, uh, Euphoria. So I, I, I don't really you have a handle on her. Stop watching Euphoria. Yeah, yeah. Look, uh, look at Shout. Shock. What? Yeah, Why would I know. You stop what? watching Euphoria. Uh, I got too involved in something else, and then I'm going to go back to it though. I'm yeah? going to go back okay. to it. Yeah, but Florence Pugh, I love. She to me, Florence She's Pugh. She's the one I want to do this. Yeah, Florence Pugh is just the best at everything, man. I love Florence Pugh. So those are the four names right now. Florence Pugh, uh, Sydney Sweeney, uh, Barbie Ferreira, and Julia Garner from Ozark that apparently have all auditioned for the part of Madonna in the Madonna Prediction, biopic. Prediction, it's, it's, who do you think it's going to go to? Neither of them, none of them. Mm-hmm. I, don't I don't think, think so. so. It'll Why go to Florence. Madonna play Madonna? No, but, she can't. No, she can't. Ma- ma- she's well, because no, it's Madonna. An early, yeah, like, this it's an early thing. I mean, I Madonna, guess how old is Madonna? Eighty. Yeah, but like Mocha. They could. You know, you're right. You're right. You're right. They could. They could de-age right? Madonna the same way that they no, de-age Luke Skywalker. I'm gonna say this now. Here's yeah. The thing. yeah, of course. Madonna's not the greatest actress, and I don't think Madonna can play Madonna very well. Fair enough. Oh, wow. <laughs> what? And that's from a fan. Yeah. Tell me I'm wrong. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Warner Brothers Pictures will not be releasing the Batman in Russia. Oh, really? Uh, the decision comes just days before the film is set to be released worldwide. Uh, they say in light of the humanitarian crisis in Ukraine, Warner Media is pausing the release of its feature film, The Batman in Russia. They added, we will continue to monitor the situation as it evolves. Uh, we hope for a swift and peaceful resolution to this tragedy. And meanwhile, everybody's like, okay, now do China. But they don't. 
Uh, the decision also follows Walt Disney Studios, who have decided to not release their films in Russia. So that new um, animated movie. What's the one about the big oh. the big red thing? Uh, what turning is Red. Turning Red. So yeah. that uh, they're going to hold that one back as well. Um, people have started to give their early reaction to the Batman. I won't go into any of it, but people have been like, when I say they're taking this movie very seriously. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're taking this movie very seriously. There are people who have, have seen... Have you read all the, the, the reviews? I've been staying no, away from everything. No, not the reviews. What I am reading about is the experience. Okay. Okay, because people went in and while watching the movie, they always keep track of, like, other things. So we know the movie is almost three hours long, mm-hmm. just shy of three hours long. And within those three hours, apparently, because this is important to people, 62 minutes and 40 seconds are scenes where it's raining. (laughs) (laughs) Spoiler alert. Okay. Uh, There are two minutes and 35 seconds where it's actually raining indoors, they say. Somebody went went in wanting to know how, how many minutes in the movie there was rain. Uh, and they shot the movie in uh, like all over the UK, uh, Liverpool, Lewiston, on the rainiest days Glasgow. Ever, yeah, on the rainiest days ever. But uh, from what I understand, people are saying that the world, yes, it's a Matt Reeves movie, but the world, the Gotham world that they created mm-hmm. looks very much like a David Fincher world. So think seven. Oh, okay. Right? Sure. That it's that sort of rainy, dreary, dark, depressing everything. Mm-hmm. Well, you kind of um, get that from the trailer anyway, right? You do, yeah. So I don't think that that's too, too much of a spoiler. Maury, did you saw this movie? Did you notice the rain at all? Was I it overly rainy? the rain. It was very rainy. Very. And when you said raining indoors, yeah. I thought for a minute, I'm like, makes sense. Yeah, okay. So yeah, so there's a, there's two and a half minutes of it actually raining inside. There's so much rain in the movie. Yeah. Uh, so that's what people are picking up on, which is quite incredible. And not that many plants for the rain to water. Interesting. Right? I, didn't, I don't... Spoiler I don't, alert! But I don't... Just, what I don't, if I wanted to be the guy that goes into the movie counting how many plants there are in every right. scene? <laughs> Man. But I mean, I don't. I don't generally when I think of Goth, Gotham City. I don't. I don't generally think of Gotham as being like Plenty? you know, just like yeah, like overflowing with vegetation, right? Like it seems like <laughs> well, a, this is Matt Reeves' vision, though. True. Yeah. You don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. And uh, although it has not been greenlit yet, and there's no other real information, apparently. Um, Brad Pitt's production company, Plan B, are the ones who are now running with the idea of doing a Beetlejuice 2. Yes. What? Don't say his name two more, twi- two more times. Who's Beetlejuice? Bro, that's twice. Don't say it What again. do you mean? Anyway, so, so anyway, so that's the latest on Beetlejuice. Wasn't, oh! there, uh, <laughs> wasn't there already rumored that they were going to remake that? Or not remake. There have been do, for years. Either ha- a remake or a sequel. There have been for years, but there's never been a, a production company like this attached to it. Will which the cast is, be back? Uh, nobody knows. Um, I don't imagine that they would do it well, without what I read Winona. Winona. I read that Winona Ryder no, nothing, is. Nothing is, no, nothing is confirmed at all. Um, so Winona Ryder would have to do it. Michael Keaton would have to do it. The problem mm. is, what do you do with Alec Baldwin? Do you hire Alec Baldwin for a movie? No, he can't come back. Right? No. Nope. So then what do you do? Can you do Beetlejuice without Alec Baldwin? Sure you can. You think so? Yeah. Yeah. Gina Davis? Davis? Yeah. 
Yeah, I guess everybody's still everybody's still around. Um, but Catherine so O'Hara? so so They're not great. not greenlit yet, not greenlit yet. But uh, Brad Pitt's production company, Plan B, are the ones who are now looking to bring Beetlejuice to. You'd into, have to have the same director into too, production. Right? Yeah, who was that? More. Um, I don't remember his name off the top of my head. <laughs> wow, legendary. <laughs> Uh, and again, uh, no Say word, it. no word on whether Tim Burton is going to be back Burton, to direct either. But uh, but it is now <laughs> it is now in Brad Pitt's hands. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Catch the guys live weekday mornings from six to ten on Kiss ninety two five. Kiss ninety two five dot com or download the Kiss ninety two five app.